everyone, and welcome back to the Kicks of Crotch podcast. This is chapter two of the John Wick saga. So we are doing another film review of a martial arts slash action film. Uh, so I'm joined once again by Tom Davey, who has joined us for a few other ones of these, uh, who has background in both martial arts and also in um, film industry by doing fight coordinating, whatever the hell it is that he's actually called. Um, but he has experience on how they may have done certain scenes and things like that. So although both of us will pick up on differences in fighting, uh, Tom will pick up on um, how certain things were done where I will just go, uh. So that is where we're going from it. So how are you, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good, good, good. So um, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll go through the film basically as much as we can. This isn't going to be a short, quick review because I don't want to just going to go, that was good, that was good and done. Um, so every now and again, you'll see something come up on screen. If we think it's very important, like on our last video, uh, our last podcast on this, there was about four or five scenes that popped up when we thought they were specifically important. Same thing with this one as we go through. Um, we will probably be watching as we talk about it. Um, and as you know, these podcasts are not edited. So if we say stupid shit like I think I did in the last one, that just stays. Yeah. So um, obviously with this film, uh, we already know that John Wick is a dangerous person. Um, mm. The opener of this film is a bit interesting because obviously when you've come from the first film, you can kind of go, well, this is concluded. It's done. But he's got a dog. Everyone's dead. Fuck it. it, it you know, that's yeah. it. He can go back and he can retire again. Now. What could possibly go wrong? Um, but there's there's <laughs> almost like two stories that happen in this film. And the, the I like the way that the beginning of the second film actually kind of concludes the last one. Because the bit that you forget about is that they stole his car. And so it opens up with him tracking down his Mustang, which I never quite get why. I think there's at one point we see that there's a picture in the Mustang of his wife. But it seems... I, I honestly can't remember. Um... Yeah, but I mean, that seems like a hell of a thing considering he's got pictures in his, in his house to get the Mustang. So I, I can only assume that maybe the Mustang was also a gift from his wife. They bought it together, something like that. That's what I get from it. But that, effectively what we're going into is him <laughs> just... That, the homage there was on the side of the building. It... <laughs> a victorious league could probably spent a nice little, nice little penny on being in the open shop. Um, uh, so the whole, the whole Buster Keaton bit on the... It's, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. I love that. But yeah, I mean, it, it, this is just John Wick being John Wick is, is kind of this opens we know who John Wick is now we know okay he's coming for you whoever the hell it is something's happening um it's then <laughs> it's weird because we've gone from the first film where apparently the Russian mob were, were the dangerous and that's it to apparently every taxi driver in in, in New York <laughs> I think this is meant to be is apparently mob connected because they're just taking drugs and contraband and money out of a load of yellow ca yellow cabs, which I think is only New York. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, don't, don't what I me. like <laughs> is that we've opened with, to kind of conclude it, um, Tarasov. So basically, it's the it's the brother of Vigo and the oh. uncle of the idiot child. Um, who is the actor that I've completely forgotten the name of? Who it's really harsh because I think this actor is a really great actor and they're only in this film for like two minutes. <laughs> they're just Usually there the to way. set up. <laughs> yeah, and I love it because this whole first scene is just is just everyone basically shutting down an entire operation 
um, and not knowing why. <laughs> just it's like we've got everything. It's it's fine. It's just a car, and then just the one line from Tarasov of it's John Wick's car of like ah <laughs> like uh, oh it's you know my fucking and then my fucking nephew has to go go and steal a car from John. and that's where we start to get into it again it's it's brilliant because brilliant it's effectively them explaining again as a kind of it's exposition it's it's a very you know tried and tested exposition of mm-hmm. who is this guy and then it's like, okay, this is John. This is John Wick. For those who missed the, the first one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to a degree. If you're watching the second one without the first one, why? Um, <laughs> but it's basically, do. yeah. I mean, it's it's you just see again from the kind of the mobsters second hand, the the, the right hand man just kind of going, uh, and looking that kind of, uh, okay. But then it just goes on, and again, this is where there's one comment where I'm like, okay, that's more traditional. Of him just going, yeah, but we've got a load of men. It's just one man, and it's like, yeah, but and then you get again the pencil line, which is which happens in all three. You get the pencil thing in all three, but I love the fact that you get the pencil line of um, he the killed three line. men with a pencil. It's like I know, I know the story. It's like with a fucking pencil. <laughs> Who the hell can do that? It's just I love the fact that one that his his man's like, yeah, I've heard the fucking stories, but he's just like. No, no, no. You don't understand. It's a pencil. What the hell are you talking about? Like, how the fuck? But then, again, it's person building again, because of course you get that line of um, the stories of John Wick, if anything, have been watered down, which is the moment you kind of go, oh, okay. Um, Maybe he's a little, like, like you're meant to be, like, everyone's scared of him, and yet those stories are probably not as dangerous as they really should be. Um, I don't know if you've got anything to kind of add with the, the opening. Event. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, so far, just everything you've said, it's just, yeah, same as the last, it just tracked so well. Yeah, we've got all, amazing, oh, amazing terrible. cinematography. <laughs> amazing cinematography. I mean, there's there's a bit um, where you have, basically John Wick's taking everyone down and it's just blurred. And then you just have basically walking up to the camera and then walking out of a shadow, you just have John Wick standing there. And it's like... Fuck. Um, it just it has that moment. Um, and then it just the, the best thing of just yep. calmly ringing up Tarasov and just going, you have my car. <laughs> I'm like, huh? And, and just him just going, the boogeyman and just dropping the fucking phone. I love that because it's that moment of like, oh, oh my God, he's here. Oh, shit. It's again, it's that fear. It's that because... The thing is that Tarasov, like his brother, was scared. Vigo was scared of John Wick in the first film. This is his brother, and he knows what's just happened. Like, not only would you be scared of him already, but you also know that he went through your, your brother's entire entire army of mob, mob uh, guys, and now he's coming for his car, and you have it. You'd be like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what yeah. do I do? This oh, one does get a little bit weird, I think, when we have the cars. Um, it's because he gets hit by a car a few times in this one, though. Um, I mean, to be fair, he got taken out by a car in the first one. Yeah, but once. Once, yeah. In, but in, to a degree where he wasn't hospitalised by it. But again, it, this kind of goes back to the whole, like, the world building thing of, like, the suit that he wears 
it's custom well, tailored. Yes, we've, that's we've, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll get on to that. It, yeah, yeah we, we'll, we'll get on to that. So a, what a else is in on. it? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the suit is, a, a, there's one where they ask what kind of suit, and it's like tactical. Fucking hell, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that is, a, that is a kind of interesting one that, that happens later on, um, which actually has um, a British comedy actor who plays the part very well, actually, as one of the tailors. Um, I know he's not the tailor. He's the he's the arms um, dealer, but he mm. he treats it as if it's you know just getting him a, a drink or something. It's quite interesting. But I mean, in this film, he is hit with a car several times. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, also doable. His car. Yeah. And they, <laughs> I think the issue in the first one, he was hit by a big car, which, given that it was only he a was sideswept by a car. Yeah, it was a sideswept. <laughs> it was a big car, which yeah, which although the impact was hard, it was spread out. It was yeah. at least spread out. Whereas in this one, it's like, no, 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 we're just plain running the fuck over. Um, so, yeah. I can't remember, is it he gets taken, he gets swept with a car or he sweeps someone with a car at one point? Both. Yeah. It's, it's like, he does sweep someone into a, a metal pylon with a car and just kills them with that. Mm, um, yeah, again, the creativity in how to kill people with John Wick. It's like, you could sit down and come up with ways to kill people, and John Wick has done them all and far weirder. Um, yeah. Like it's, and these are the ones. Have... These are the ones we were allowed to show you in the film. Well, I mean, the, the although I think both of us have different opinions on the third one. The third one is where you, he they just don't no longer care about showing you stuff. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot more kind of. There's, there's cool, a lot of. But it's a lot more kind of. I will show you this knife going in. Which doesn't seem doesn't doesn't tend to happen. That's the thing. We do see it, but we don't see it as much in this film, where it's just like, uh, it's we just show you as much as we can, kind of thing. I yeah. mean, his car's fucked. I do love this is the weird thing because that car is basically gonna have to get completely remodeled. Almost like it's not the same car. because <laughs> um, he's just driving it around, killing people with it and getting smashed up and just everything else it's it's hollywood physics it's yeah yeah i mean i think at one point he's thrown out of his own car because the car he used the car door to take someone out and so um yeah he's that rollover (laughs) the 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 swipe is i mean it's obviously not real but you can tell um there's obviously an issue um, there is, I, I think the... Corridor Digital did one, uh, one of the scenes on the Stuntman React, where mm. I think one of them was actually entirely a CG replacement. That could be that one. That could be that one, because it does seem very kind of... Yeah. I'm, trying remember, I'm trying to remember that one now. Yeah, there's, there's like a scene where like someone gets wiped out of a car, which I think was done as a wire gag, and then the car was added um, from a separate shop digitally back in afterwards i, I think, think that I'd... could be the one i'm talking about because yeah it does seem very kind of jagged. i'm not 100 on that because i haven't watched that episode of it for a while so no but i mean again we're coming in with everyone going for john wick everyone is like no you're fucking dead like we're, we're gonna take you out it's john, that's john no just yeah. you can't <laughs> you can't it's john wick you the will whole try point, yeah the whole point is to call anakin skywalker wick. you will try <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a line that, uh, that I know a couple of martial arts um, people say, of like, if you hit me, then your first lesson is free. It's that kind of thing with John Wick. Um, yep. It's the only one thing that I find a little bit strange. Um, 
and it's going to sound weird, but these are mob guys, and at least two of them come in with ta- with taekwondo kicks, and I'm like, why? Yeah, that. That's a, that's a bit weird. I mean, to a degree, it, yeah. I suppose. I mean, we said about it last time. Of you know, the, the standard image of like you know mafia mob and like kind of all that sort of stuff is they're bruisers, they're brawlers, and that sort of that's the image they're associated with. But then, to be fair, this is a modern setting. We're not talking about you know, thirties to sixties. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about thirties to sixties kind <laughs> of you know gangsters who would not have had access but, to any form of training. So it's potential. Mob. Yeah, this is Russian mob. So they so might I'm, have found something. Sambo, <laughs> Sambo, or Sambo. Yeah, Sistema, Sambo. Not Taekwondo. It just—I don't know. It just didn't. It doesn't. It's not the most effective. And there goes the door. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do love the fact that basically Tarasov is shitting himself, and all it is is John Wick coming in, pouring vodka, and going peace. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, yes, absolutely peace. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree. Um, I, I, I can men like um, you know peace. I love that. Um, so, but it is. He's the only Tarasov to survive. He doesn't come back in the rest of the film. Yeah. It's him done. He's a very good actor, and I think it's a pity. I think that he's wasted by doing that. But I do love the fact that he does play it as completely terrified. Every moment that he's in it, he is terrified. John Wick is coming yeah. to him. And you he, would he's had some brilliant roles over the years as well. Just some of his characters, even like the small bit parts in films that he's done, yeah. have just this is a classic example of like it's not a massive part, it's just this no. it's a small and, opening establishing moment. Yeah. And he's done, and it but is, it's so well done. It's it, it is because it's it's that thing of like if you knew all the stories of John Wick already, then you would have the response of Tarasov in the first film, Vigo, of like, yeah. we've got to send everything. I've still got to try and protect my son, but oh my God. But then of his brother, when you already have those stories, but now you know what's happened to your, your brother, all his yeah. men, to your nephew, you probably would be terrified. You probably would be in the, in the state oh, yeah. of like, yeah, fine. I give. I, mean, I love the fine. fact that he doesn't pick the shot glass back up. <laughs> it's just a small thing. It's like the fact he drops the shot glass and he's kind of just sat there just kind of like um as he's walking out and it's just rolling on the desk it's small things like that that kind of just sell the whole yeah i'm not quite in the moment at the moment <laughs> it's, again past it i could be reading into things too much but it just that's small things like that kind of make me think that might have been a deliberate choice maybe i mean the weird thing about at this point in the film i think is when you start going okay so what the hell He's just retired again. Then, why, why the hell would John John Wick's done now? He's retired. He's got a new dog. He's got his car back. John Leguizamo appears again for like two minutes to say, "Yeah, I can fix your car." Why the State hell? Of that that car. Oh, it's fucked. <laughs> it's so any, anyone that's um, wondering if you go and watch the film, it, it's it's like it, there's no way you wouldn't have been pulled over. Um, <laughs> so, like the fact that it can run. At all. I don't know if I've spotted a continuity issue here now. I'm going to go check it before I even say anything. But I've just seen there is a there is a card with a picture in the car. Now maybe that is why he went for it because it's a specific card from his wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, potentially, but then it seems very strange that they wouldn't have taken that out. <laughs> like they've done whatever to it, and the card's still there. I, I don't know how quickly he took out. Um, the Vigo's event of the first one. Um, 
but that is a bit interesting. But yeah, it does seem like if you know who John Wick is, who the hell is stupid enough to now do anything? Like, yeah, you would think that at the end of that fir- that first film, and with this little kind everyone's of everyone's going to go cool, go back to yeah. retirement. We want nothing okay. more to do with this. We'll see you later. Enjoy your retirement. Do you want any cash to keep you away? Like, it doesn't seem like something that. Would you like another car? <laughs> yeah, we'll buy you another one. We'll find one identical. Um, it does not seem like. Yeah, I mean, that who would... would be stupid enough? You, there's, you know who to avoid in normal life. You know those people that are local that are a bit fucking crazy. It's John Wick. I mean, what yeah. the fuck? Top the, of the, the list. One thing, <laughs> the one thing this film that it is it is kind of good and bad at the same time is this film does bring in one person and only one person with the bravado to believe that they can control John Wick. And that's something I said with the first one is that I liked about it that in the first one, they, there was no one that had that bravado and that's what held it mm. separate. But this one has a slightly different dynamic because of course, in this one, you have only one, burst, one person that has that bravado and everyone else, including Ian McShane's character who comes back going, are you fucking crazy? Why the name of hell would you try and take on John Wick? So it is an interesting one, but then we, ha- we this is where we learn a bit more about the, no, not. the background. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love the fact that John Leguizamo is like, yeah, I'll do another two minutes because he's hardly in it at all. <laughs> Um, but it's it's just really strange that John Leguizamo. It's, it's when they just look at the car, completely fucked, and John Leguizamo's like, "What the hell did you do?" It's like, "Can you fix it?" Yeah, I can fix it. But what the fuck? It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a it's a triggers broom thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If anyone's is wondering, it still, if is it still yeah, John Wick's car? If the engine's new, the wheels are new, the body's new. <laughs> yeah. It's you know it's an old. If anyone's wondering. Um, <laughs> It's it's an old Only Falls Norses thing of he wins an award um, <laughs> for maintaining and upkeeping a broom as a road sweeper, and it's got like fifteen new handles and seventeen new heads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, maybe it's not, um, but yeah, yeah it, it's that weird thing. But that's an old, that's an ancient thing, isn't it? It's, um, oh yeah, it goes it's, uh, from the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, it's really uh, the, old. The, the thing, ship yeah. of Theseus, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, that everything and they rebuild it. It's a uh, yeah. It's a story. Is it still it the same, the same ship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it the same ship? Is it the same? Because it, it's meant it's meaning to be telling a story of a man. Is it the same man if everything about them has changed? Yeah. Um, for anyone that tries to, you know, have a go at people from stuff they said 30 years ago. But then again, this is where we think it should be over because John Wick is putting away all his guns, he's putting mm-hmm. away all the gold, and he's cementing it back into the floor. So this is where it's, I think this is where it's kind of good in that you go, but why isn't it ended? I don't get it. And you why isn't it running credits? Think, yeah. Yeah. What, what this should be, this should, should have just been the end of the last film. Like, no one is surely stupid. Like, he's even getting rid of his guns again. Like, he's, it's done. Like, why would you possibly do anything now? And this is where we, I mean, we get, this is where we get another bit of the John Wick lore which is the mm. marker. Um, for anyone that's wondering, the marker is basically a blood oath. I mean, it's, it's quite funny because it is, it's like a, a 21st century version of something from like the, the 8th century, um, <laughs> which is the, the blood oath. Um, 
it's you know you've both you you got this little circular thing that basically it's got a little is it um, medall- a medallion kind of it's like a spike in it and you basically it's almost like a locket just with a really weird use (laughs) but i love the idea that basically that's how you get favors if you're an assassin or if you're part of it is you you trade in a marker which is basically you 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 make a deal that like this is you can have my marker if you can do this for me um but then basically you can't refuse a a marker if somebody mm-hmm. comes back with your marker of like, I helped you out, you now have to do that. You can't refuse it, which is interesting and a little strange because it's like that marker could be fucking anything. Anything. Um, <laughs> and I mean, be, hmm, I can't yeah. move my leg. Go fetch me some toast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a weird one. So this one obviously is, uh, now that, you know, there's a very good scene because uh, you, you said, because you've been talking about reading into things. The thing I like is that um, we've now seen basically an old friend that's just turned up at night to John's mm-hmm. house. Um, he's clearly Italian. With an armed escort. Very, very <laughs> armed escort, yes. Uh, he's on nicely um, tailored Italian suits. And there's a very interesting thing that there's a pot of coffee that's already been made. But you see John Wick take out the other side and making fresh, a fresh thing of coffee. And mm-hmm. I like to think that that's because even though there's coffee left over, he's Italian, you don't, you, and you're trying you to show serve, us being yep. respectful. You don't serve shitty coffee, um, which is just a, a little thing. Again, it may be me over overthinking it, but the no, shot no, of the camera, I, um, I think it's I, like you know. I get the feeling that that was an entirely like purposely done thing. Mm. The way it's the way it's done, and yeah, yeah. And this is when we find out why John Wick was able to do the impossible task, um, which is actually this. This is weird for me because I can never tell whether I like this or don't like it. Because part of me liked the fact that he could do the impossible. But then at the same time, it's like, it, okay. it kind of shatters the illusion a bit. Yeah, I mean, it shatters that, the illusion yeah. a little bit, even though... Not a massive amount, him, it, yeah. But then we've just seen him do the impossible in the last film. So it's like, he could have probably done it. He just, his motivation wasn't quite the same. Yeah. Um, so, but basically what we find out is the Italian guy brings out the marker with his blood oath um, and says, you know, basically he helped him do the impossible task so that he could have his wife so that he could retire. That was the thing that, you know, that allowed him to finish. But the fun thing about this is, is, is John Wick uh, is saying no, which we've already discussed. Can't, you can't do. It's, it's not the done thing. But of course, John Wick <laughs> is retired as far as he's concerned. Um, but this guy's like, no, you came back into it. I accepted it, but now you've come back into it and that's it. It's, it's a blood oath. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is where it's. I don't know. I don't know what I think about this character either, Tom. Do you? What, I mean, I mean, I I don't really have like a set feeling towards this character either way. Hmm. As like, if I like the character or not, it's like, it, it's a weird character to me. It's yeah, he's. So what we're I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's acting choices that have made it like that, or if it's. I don't know if it's script. I, I'm not sure. I, but again, that could also be entirely intentional. I mean, it could. I mean, the, I think the dynamic between what he's meant to be and what his sister is meant to be works yeah. because he's clearly the jealous younger brother. Because hmm. um, basically what has been asked of John Wick here is that John Wick goes and kills this guy's sister 
who we find out is basically part of the high table, which is, I mean, it's not fully um, described, but it basically seems to be the Council of Assassins, effectively. It's like the fucking Jedi. It's like there's a council. The Guild of, of Assassins, yeah. Yeah, the, you, they decide what you do. Um, so, you know, his sister is on it and that he wants his sister's sister killed so that he can take his place. Um, and he does seem like a bit like a jealous little brother. Um, but John Wicker said no and kicked him out. Yep. And now this is potentially the dumbest thing in the fucking world, anybody who is clearly knows what John Wick can do because they're asking for his help could do. This is the bit that doesn't entirely make sense because you're asking for John Wick's help because you know what he can do. And you're stupid enough to then do this. Which is, <laughs> he's basically got a fucking rocket launcher and shoots it directly at John Wick's house with him still in it. And, and the dog. At, well, and the dog, yeah. Um, both John Wick and the dog, you know, they get blown out of the fucking place. But there is a very which brings me back thing. to a point. I'd like to just go dog. back to my first one. We were saying about the fall from the balcony, yep. where he just lands completely flat. If you watch him as he lands and goes out of his window, he adjusts and puts a hand out to reach and find the floor. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah. that would have made that falling from the from in the club. More, more believable realistic. rather than yeah. just planking from six plus yeah. feet down that's, into it. Anyone that's wondering, that's a point we made in the first of these podcasts on the um, review of the first film. Um, yep. it is, yeah, it was something that we, we pointed out then. It, 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 was, um, it just broke immersion for me. It broke it a little bit. But this, it's like, it now this, that's now breaking immersion from the previous film for me because it's well, like, yeah. but you can do it. I've just watched you do it. Why didn't you do it? <laughs> the, 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 the most, one of the most epic scenes is when his house is blown up because it's now on fire. And the thing that they're very clearly focusing on is all of the pictures of John Wick's wife being burnt. burnt. And John Wick with his dog standing in front of and silhouetted by a burning house. And then a close-up of John Wick's wedding ring, which just gives you the idea of that was a bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> it's like, because now... He's got it on the marker because of what happens, but you've got to know what's coming. <laughs> like you, you can't just be like, "Oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine." Yeah, but, I mean, I kind of get the feeling that he was hoping, as with every character who does this, it's the standard opening kind of like, "Oh, I've you know, he's turned me down. I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to do it myself." And then they screw it up, and the character doesn't end up dying. It's the, the standard trope happens so many times in action films. But yeah, I mean, it, it could surely, well, yeah. if you know what he's like, you would leave your people there to check. You would send, no, not only that, but you would also not just do it by yourself. Every fucking one there would be surrounding that building and well, firing. Or alternatively, you did think that it would that he'd survive, and you're you've done it as a kind of this is what I can do, so you've got to do it for me. I don't know. Yeah, but it. Why the fuck? Why is John just, Wick? Yeah. <laughs> like. It's not just any assassin. This is the guy who you did a yeah. favor for. You know, excuse me, you know his background. You clearly know that he's a dangerous fucker because you just tried to hire him back out of retirement. Yeah, like, it's you're insane. What the fuck are you doing? So I mean, it's it's, it, it's just a generally stupid idea. So like, yeah, I'm gonna blow him up and either hope I kill him, yeah, or blow him up and purposely piss him off. <laughs> yes, it does seem like that 
what you was know, he thinking? It was yeah, again, but it, it, this goes back to the whole I'm not sure about this character and yeah, the way I feel about just, this character. Is he an idiot so, or yeah. is he so arrogant that he thinks he is above John Wick? His face and the fact that he would, if his sister dies, be on the high, high table, to me at least, suggests that maybe he thinks he's just arrogant as fuck hmm. and believes, you know, it's just me. But there's yeah. an interesting um, thing here that's a very throwaway, I don't know if they're going to put it in other films, is that you see um, Ian McShane's character looking at some of the um, gold coins that are given and talking to someone as if they're the ones that make it. Now, does that mean that Ian McShane is the person behind that entire currency and gets them made a certain way, or is he trying to screw over someone by counterfeiting them? Because either way, again, we get back to the idea that we said in the first that, well, first one of Ian McShane being a very dangerous person mm. that has a lot bigger kind of you know reach than you might expect from his hotel. Um, and obviously, I also, point, I also love the fact it's the same cop that turns back up. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love the fact that they that the police have clearly just let they've gone, Jimmy. You've got to go deal with him. <laughs> like none of the rest of us are going near John Wick. Um, be, again, it's another one of those things that it'd be quite nice to know what Jimmy's story is because yeah, part of I, me thinks that maybe he saved Jimmy, like he he hmm. he he got the guy that was after Jimmy or something because it seems like he's, you know, I don't know. It seems like a nice. My favorite thing. interaction about it with the cop is right at the end, where he just looks at the house burning, and goes, "Oh shit," because <laughs> he knows what's coming next. Well, yeah, I mean, again, it's that, it's that thing, isn't it? I mean, again, everyone else in the film, everyone knows. Everyone's like, "What the fuck did you do?" Like, and that, that's the thing is, even I mean, when he talks to Ian McShane, this is the good thing because Ian McShane basically says, "You've got to live up to the marker. That's it. That, that's the rules." You, you, yeah. You came out of retirement and he's got a marker. You live up to it. Done. That's That's got to happen. You've got to do it. But you just know, and it is shown again later in the film, that Ian McShane also knows what John Wick will do. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone is just, I think the entire world of assassins is just like, this is going to go fucking badly. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is quite interesting um, the, the way it unfolds because he's gone back to Continental. But I love the fact, again, brings the continental in but the fact that he leaves the dog with the concierge yeah <laughs> i love that i'm just like because there's just because the concierge doesn't say much yeah but he, he just kind of every now and again good dog it's just that that shot of them two just looking at each other <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah well it's, it's it's quite nice and that dog is so well trained so i mean that's either john wick is the best fucking trainer in the world given that He's only just mm. got that dog because this is a continuation of the last film. So yeah. he's not had it for very long. Or a dog that was in the pound to be put down was somehow that well-trained. It's like, mm, don't know about that one. Um, uh, but but- I, it's America, so don't forget that, you know, there are places that would just go naming no companies' names that have been known for stealing pets and then putting them down. Oh, I'll say it, Peter. Peter. <laughs> um, the, the, the people, the, the people yeah. that are meant to look after the pets and look after yeah, dogs, the, the ones that down more steal animals, the yeah. pets from yeah. people's back gardens, Peter. They euthanize more animals than they save, but yeah. Yeah, yeah if anyone wants to help a, a charity that does it, don't help Peter don't help because they're, they're a fucking joke. Um, come for me, Peter, because yeah. it's all transcripts yeah. in It could have been from a, a Peter clinical pound. Yeah, potentially. Could be somebody else's pet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, there is a very interesting thing that when um, John Wick goes into um, see this fucking moron of a person, um, there's one other person that seems a little bit arrogant, which is his kind of head body um, bodyguard, which is Ruby Rose. Yep. Um, which who became for a short period was Batwoman. Um, but she's the only one that doesn't, she's the only of one of the kind of um, assassins slash uh, bodyguards that doesn't look worried. Everyone else, all the big birdie guys are there just kind of going. She, she kind of smirks vaguely, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. She, I, I, I don't know what the story is there or whether she, again, is just arrogant because she's the bodyguard for this guy. But all of the big, the, the other guys just like, you can just see in their eyes of like, oh God, this won't go well for us. Um, you know, this should I quit today? Um, it's that kind of thing. I love the fact that they, there's just sheer arrogance. He's got such an arrogant face. And the comments like, oh, you're, you're trying to figure out how to kill me right now, aren't you? It's just like, oh, you arrogant prick. You know he would get away with it. Like, it, <laughs> like it's it's... Yeah, I, I think that he's. I think they've tried to write him as being that um, very entitled. Um, I'm meant to get all the all the presents kind of character that is just mm. jealous of the fact that his sister got the the place at the high table and he didn't. Yeah. That seems to be that seems to be it because otherwise he's just a fucking idiot. And I'd like to think that they that they've tried to make it a bit more nuanced as a character. And he just seems so arrogant. He's he's just you know living off of somebody else's wallet and uh, trying to live up to the fact that his sister is massively important as like one of the heads of the assassins, which is it sounds weirder to say than to watch the idea of the high table because in terms of the film, the high table works. <laughs> yeah. It, so I'm just kind of like geek out for a bit of a moment and trying to work out if I recognise um, that rooftop garden location where they have that meeting i'm like i've seen that in a show before and i'm just like okay, if it's the same place from a, from a photo i've just got off piece a bit but it's like ah, possibly it could be. They, i mean they, it could they be. do that with a lot of places they do yeah. it with a lot of things like that because it's just easier um well they had the, they had the permit so <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It again um but yeah i mean again this is a weird one because we've gone from action we've gone straight because in the first film we had um very 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 slow build up 29 minutes until the first fight yep um in this one we go straight, straight in with into fights it <laughs> and then immediately blowing something up but then again we've slowed down again we've slowed down to kind of go okay that's done now you know we're going to talk we're going to pretend to be civil because i'm telling you to kill it my is. sister and i'm and yeah. it's just like it does seem again like they're trying to almost reset it to be this is once again the calm before the storm it kind of feels a bit formulaic to um the lord of the rings method of doing the films where the first one is mostly setting story with a mm. chunk of action in it then the second one is the big action film yeah it's the big right this is the intro this is setting the background this is like right and here's the and build into the action mm. and then this one is kind of like cool right that's where the action started. Here's more kind of thing. And it's like, here's yeah. more. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I mean, I do, I'd say it's Lord of the Rings, but loads of other films and franchises have done it, but like, yeah. the I do like the fact most that, people recognise it from is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I suppose I do like the fact that the, the slow bit of this, after the action, the slow bit of this is him 
slowly going through a, a little bit more of, of the background of mm. everything. Introduction to going, more world building concepts. Yeah, again, I mean, everything's concepts. been destroyed that he has. So he's now going to um, a, a, like a, a, a bank that, with a safety, safety deposit box that's just yep. got a load more gold coins, has got a gun, a pass, another passport and another suit. It's like, yes, I can turn into John Wick again now because, yeah. but I, I love the fact that he's, he just screams because he does not want to be John Wick, basically. He doesn't mm -hmm. want to do that. Um, you know, he doesn't, he, he's not that person anymore. The whole point was that he wanted to get away from it. So he's been forced back into it. Yeah. Um, but then just comes out looking like dangerous as fuck again because he's all in black, which is, is such a cliche, but it is a cliche that works, you know. Black oh, suit, yeah, black I mean, fuck it. I've worked in the doors wearing that shit. Um, Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the amount of times I've done it when I go to, I literally did it once when I went to Asda and bought a standard black suit, went through and they just went, do you know the doors by any chance? I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. We sell a lot of them to doormen. Like, right. Okay. <laughs> I had formulaic some, thing. I had some, I'd literally just come back from, from a shift uh, wearing a suit. And in Asda, again, ironically, and just walking around, just look, just getting some like last night, last minute shot, uh, shopping for the night before, like sort of had some food to eat. And mm. some dad was in there with his kid. And <laughs> so funny. He did the standard kind of like, you know, how parents use police officers to like get them to behave mm. and that. And he turned around and looked at me and kind of went, and, <laughs> and it, I, it's, I remember this perfectly. It was so brilliant. The look on this kid's face and the dad's face at the same time. He's like, if you don't behave, he'll shoot you. <laughs> so, and this kid black. looked over and went i'm clearly i'm clearly hit man in black 41. <laughs> man in black in a full like you know full three-quarter length black winter trench uh, tr like trench style coat <laughs> hair gelled back tied up and i was at the time i think wearing a red tie because <laughs> i think we had an event on at the, at the thing so it was it was a um so certain events you had different kind of ties for what we'd wear for the shift so it was a red tie event <laughs> and so i just come back and i still had the tire and i was like and i was like of all the days when i actually look like you know if i was if i was bald <laughs> going for the 47 <laughs> yeah. the 47 yeah. look 47 not 41 yeah 47 yeah. oh dear well, i mean so this has now gone again even more world, world building as we go into it because this is where we now discover the continental is not one hotel it's a hotel chain it's a chain because it, it's he's now at the Continental of Rome, which has, of course, the same rules and has an Italian version of Ian McShane, which I love because <laughs> he's almost like, yeah, that is basically the Italian Ian McShane that works, which, again, one of the best lines from this film, just because, yeah, is I, uh, um, I you know, can I have a room? But that depends. Are you here for the Pope? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no. OK, then you can have this room. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then then. This is where we really get into the the idea of the tactical stuff because it's he's just going into a sweatshop in the middle of fucking Rome, which I don't know where the hell he's found this. Um, and then also going into the hotel and asking for um, the person that that basically some I think he asked for the sommelier. Um, he's meant to be a wine connoisseur because there's yeah, wine, wine everywhere, yeah. and you find out, oh no, he's the weapons man. <laughs> just fucking guns everywhere behind him. And this is Peter. I've forgotten his last name because it's it's not. He, I think he's Polish descent, and it's it's different. But uh, it's yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting here because it's. Uh, the, I love the fact that the old woman who's walking him in is kind of like, just 
fumbling <laughs> along is the one that in a minute just gets a gun and starts shooting at the um the suits to kind of show she's actually a fucking assassin like, it, it's, wait, it's very q branch it oh yeah absolutely and i think that's why they brought in a good way in. in a good way yeah and i mean again it's a he's in shawn of the dead i'm trying to remember his name oh god it's a, it's an eastern european name um, um he's a very kind of surrealist comic a lot of the time but he was the annoying um he was the annoying roommate in Shaun of the Dead but I've completely forgotten his name Robert Serenov yeah oh god Serenovich Serenovich yeah something like that um but he's he is the, he's the sommelier <laughs> yeah he's the sommelier that just it's it's so it's done in a comedic way, but in a comedic way that you would also kind of be scared of this guy. Because he's very kind of, hmm, yes, I see. You need something for, for dinner and, 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 and of course, dessert. It's, right. based, um, it's that very yeah, kind of, you know, and would Sir be needing an, an after, after dinner uh, drink at all? And it's that kind of very British, very, you know, what I sound like when I slow my voice down. Uh, but that very kind of, deliberate delivery deliberate of... received pronunciation but very kind of comedic because he has that comedic just look and feel about him um and it's just the idea that like oh yeah no oh you would like something different well we do have it and just brings out a fucking machine gun with like specialized what the hell and then just the suit as again the suit is done by a guy that you would be like yeah that's a suit maker it's like, uh, what do you need? Oh, tactical. Here, it's got this in it that you basically is completely bulletproof. And what in the name of God? Where are you? <laughs> it is quite interesting because it's um, like it goes through the cut of the of the suit and everything. It is very Q like. It is very very Q like. Um, yeah. It... But yeah, it's it is interesting that you can do that in the continent because it's like, I don't know. It's I love the fact that in the continental you can't um. You can't do business in the Continental, but at the same time, you're allowed to um, buy all the things for your business at the Continental. You know, I, yeah. I, there's, there's something for afters and just knives. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what? It I is... love this entire, this entire sequence. It just... Yes. It, these it, it, sort it, of secrets, it, it, I, I tend to find myself looking at things like this. Like, you, I don't know if it's because I you know, grew up watching the Bond films and the mm. you know, Q branches stuff. I... When they're walking through and showing stuff, I try and look at everything going on in the background and see like what could possibly be behind there. And just like, there's an interesting yeah, thing that everyone seems to be saying the same thing to him, which is either it's Saranovich or something. Everyone seems to say to him, either good luck or happy hunting, Mr. Wick. And it seems mm. to be very deliberate when they're saying it. And I, I, I don't know if that's ever explained why they're being like that, unless it's meant to be a kind of welcome back kind of thing. Um, but then we just, I mean, this is now when he's just, I mean, his entire midriff is just weaponry or, or <laughs> like, <laughs> he looks like he's got enough to take out a pissing army. Um, I mean, that's kind of the point, I suppose, but Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the person he's after, if we haven't. Sarah Finnewitz. Oh, I was near it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the person he's after is basically, I think, is she meant to be the head of the high table or she's at least very high on the high table? Um, um I think she may be the head. So basically, the idea is that she's going to have people... And this is this is actually an interesting one, because the idea in this one is that there is someone who may not be as good as John Wick, but at least can hold their own, supposedly, with John, mm. John Wick. 
um that's that's they at least suggest that in this because um they seem to know each other yeah, um there's a history there yeah there's a history that it's again i don't know if that's something they're going they're going to go into in the future i hope they would um but i don't know the weird thing is is that i think he plays it quite well and it's common it's a fucking rapper like it, it he doesn't look out of place he does not look out of place um you know he was it, it's weird because i think sometimes when when you get people like rappers like 50 cent or things like that in films you kind of go mm -hmm. mm, right like they're not they're not they bad. sometimes come with like larger than life characters that just yeah ludicrous don't always fit then it <laughs> Yeah, you, you get people. I mean, I, ludicrous ice uh, ice cube people like that. You kind of go. I mean, ice cube's got a bit better, but yeah. it's a still bit. kind of you go. <laughs> that's ice cube, or that's ludicrous, or that's um, whoever. With common, I think you have to take a minute to go. Oh yeah. Oh, it is him. Yeah, common. <laughs> it's, it's it's like I think he's transitioned a lot better over to the idea. Um, the thing I do like is that I think he's had way more, way more choreography than the first film. It with Perkins, who I spoke about. Mm, um, yeah. We'll get onto it in a minute a bit more, but I think when they're fighting, he's still clearly not as well trained, but it feels like there might be, like, to me, if someone's meant to, if it should feel like somebody could get a lucky shot. It should feel like, you know, they're always that puncher's chance. Yeah. And with Common, I feel like, it, or Cassian as he is in the film, it at least feels like, yeah, that's possible. He might get a lucky shot. Whereas in, whereas in the first one, you never thought Perkins was a threat. She was clearly an assassin yeah. and she was, you know, had a feel around her, but she wasn't really the big bad. And Ca I mean, I think the good thing about Cassian is, is he's not meant to be bad either. It's a very strange... I I, going back to the whole Perkins thing, I think it yeah. might be that she's not really the kind of hands-on assassin of like, you know, grappling Maybe. and fighting. And it could be, again, she's more kind of got... A, just going back to like look thinking about the way she is throughout the entire film from the yeah. when you first yeah. see her on screen she kind of has that stereotypical kind of femme fatale kind of you know feel femme fatale her. up close and personal i mean if we look at yeah. um too good but like that kind of not the um not the i'm gonna like try and pummel you and beat you and kind of more like the i'm gonna get in close to you and then poison you or something it's more a kind of like the feel that yeah I suppose it could be that... me just now going back over and going trying to come up with a reason why yeah i mean maybe i'm not know. sure if that's the, yeah it it's i don't know i mean i do like i do like the fact that going into this common you can kind of see that they're trying to make him slightly stand out without standing out like when yeah. he's walking with um with the idiot's sister um i do <laughs> like the fact that they've they've got a, at least a bishop or like the pope or someone who's who's there who's saying hello to the head of the high council which I love the idea is like, yeah, the, the Vatican knows. The Vatican stays the fuck out of the way. Um, oh, which I suppose it actually knows. goes. I mean, maybe <laughs> that is almost a joking nod to the fact that in a previous scene we see him say, Are you here for the Pope? Pope. Yeah. Because maybe that's a maybe, and I'd love to see that in the fourth or fifth film, uh, that there's a relationship with the Vatican that they just kind of they they there's some kind of blessing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it is kind of interesting. Um, but this woman that um john wick's got to kill um she is 
far more intimidating than her brother. Oh, yeah. Which I suppose may explain her brother, potentially. She's very kind of, I don't give a fuck about you. Oh, you think you're going to get some land and you're going to get, screw you. Like, no, you're not getting anything. Um, you know, you're getting nothing at all apart from what I want to give you, um, which is very different to her brother, her little brother. I don't even know if mm. it is the little brother. I just presume it's the little brother. Um, it, it might he, be the, older. the character. He character kind of gives off little brother energy. Yeah, he does. yeah, I mean, I'm saying that as the youngest of thirteen, so I don't know what I'm saying about myself there. But he gives off very kind of. <laughs> he gives off very kind he of. He was passed like, over by the slightly older sibling, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing of I should. I'm be the man. Child. It should have been me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, basically. Um, but she is just way more. She's not in this film for very long. She's in this film for maybe. Mm five minutes um she goes a bit longer than uh, yeah. tarasov at the beginning but yeah yeah i don't know the actress i do not recognize her but she's very she she kind of fits i feel for this the idea that she's just if you're on if you're on this kind of high council or high table then you wouldn't give a fuck you would be yeah, no. that that kind of character fits you would be well i am i am the high table screw you um so that's kind of cool but, I, but then there is this uh, amazing scene where she's just looking into the mirror and all it does is the, 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 the it just pans behind her. Nothing else. You just go and pans behind her and suddenly John Wick's there. Like he's fucking teleported like Deadpool. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what the hell are you? I, I just, just a standard and camera moves to the side of your face. And, oh, yeah. shit. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. He just appears. I mean, the thing is, is that there's obviously, I mean, part of me feels that these two may have had an entanglement as um as mrs smith would put it um at some point because she she seems to you know she sees the the gun of course she does because she's a fucking she's clearly an assassin herself um and i love that the, what she calls him a death's very emissary it's like jesus <laughs> like i i, mean, I love i mean that it's a very possibly, deliberate title I mean, it's one of the coolest things to be called by someone who is meant to be like a top assassin, who is head of like some assassin's guild or whatever. Like, you are the emissary of death, basically. Like, holy fuck. Like, even the high count or even the high table is like, okay, I'm dead. But the, the great thing, and again, this is, I, I don't know if it's the writing or the actress, but there's no fear. There's no fear of death. She knows there's there's no chance whatsoever that she thinks it's not coming, but she's also not afraid of it, which I love about that character, because she's not stupid enough to think that she's not dead. She knows full well that she's dead. The only difference is that she's not scared of it because of being her, which I really like about her character, which is a pity that she does have to die. Um, but also, the coolest thing about her is that she goes out in her own way. She basically cuts her own wrist. She she does what Willem Dafoe's character kind of failed to do, in, yeah. but succeeds in the process of doing it in a much more kind of memorable, impactful way. Yeah, I mean, anybody, her, if anybody that's one the way she does it, callbacks yeah. in the first film. Um, yeah, the way she does it, and just kind of. Uh, also, who the fuck has a bath that size? What in the name of Christ? I mean, there was there was very much. Like a, it's kind of like a Cleopatra kind of like. Oh yeah, yeah, feel yeah. going on with it. Definitely, that I mean, that bath, that bath that she's getting in is absolutely bigger than this office. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That, that bath is bigger than half of my my flat. <laughs> it's huge. Um, 
I love the fact that also she has no care. She's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get naked and get in the bath. There's no, and and what I do like is that there's there's no. It's not made sexy by that. Yeah, like it's almost like it's not. It's I don't know how to. It's almost like she's taking control, of like, that's me. Fuck it, you know. I am. I am me. I am a, you know. Um, I think there's a comment as well where she talks about the fact that what would your wife think about this as to kind of you know. Mm. But um, but then it's just I think it's from her hair that she just has the knife to just kind of she's out. I don't entirely know why he had to shoot her afterwards. I, I, I don't know whether that was just the kind of I have to show that I completed my marker. I, I, I don't know if it's that or if it's kind of goes back to the um, you know, standard samurai kind of, you know, you cut your belly while the other one takes your head kind of thing that, you know, it might be a personal touch of he doesn't mm. want her to kind of like feel anything while she's bleeding out and bleeding to death kind of. Yeah. I mean, the fact thing. that she did a Good. hot bath would... She did a hot bath and then at some point shock is going to start affecting that body before she dies yeah yeah <laughs> kind I of mean, it's like yeah I, I, she would drown she would drown which she would drown before i mean yeah, but... this is a very no, it, kind it's of a christ-like it... thing as well when she just oh yeah it's just yeah. Know, um very very but... crow <laughs> yeah yeah that's true um uh, although the crow comes back um <laughs> yeah. we may review that at some point if anyone remembers that that film. would be a good one um but I love that film. Uh, You'll be able to tell me at what point Brandon. It's not Brandon Lee because I always have trouble finding it. Um, but yeah, it's there were several points of that story, but that's a different. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is a very. It, I, I can't tell whether she's also showing respect to him. But she just. She, it's weird. It's a very strange one with this. But he basically stays with her until she passes away, hmm. or until she's so, at least till she's got, yeah. unconscious. Yeah. And, and, then blood shoots her. <laughs> and then just shoots her, which is that's why I'm like, I don't know if it's if it's more I have to show it was me. I don't know. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not entirely sure what the direction with that was. But... Yeah. I mean, no, I'm going is. back. I'm trying to work out where the hell that bloody knife came from now. <laughs> I think it was her hair. I'm sure it was in her hair. Because that, that would make sense. Because, of course, if you're on the yeah. high council, I think the point is you're meant to be an assassin as well. Which is another point, actually, that makes sense for her. She looks like she has some stature that she might be able to do it, do something. The little brother does not strike me like yeah. an assassin. No. And, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe when we get to films four isn't and five it? or whatever, we find out that the, the high table isn't made up of assassins. But to me, it's always meant to be those people. Mm. Um, I mean, this it's, kind of, is, it's kind of the standard feeling of it is you know that yeah it's even I mean, people of power yeah it's a haircut i have him um yeah i, yeah, I, I do either people of power or people who have gained power through doing the job yeah i do love the fact that when he comes out that's when he meets cassian it's just kind of are you are you working it's like i'm afraid mm -hmm. so <laughs> which is when cassian clearly knows that his Shit's mistress is dead yeah. <laughs> like it's you know but I love the idea that they are both wearing basically tactical suits and they are hurt by shooting each other. I love mm. that. They're, they're both <laughs> like clearly wearing things. But, um, but this is what sets Cassian up as a good guy because he's, he's just like, he's just the, he's just the bodyguard of her. Like he's not meant yeah. to be about, I, I feel like they were friends um, in the past. 
Like it, they know each other yeah, clearly. Maybe not friends, kind of just like maybe like that colleague kind of yeah. familial um, kind of yeah, the, the, the respect at least. Yeah. Um well, I mean the reason I say friends is because later on in the film they know what each other drinks. Mm. Um and that's that that suggests friendship to me, but I don't know. Um yeah. they, they at least definitely know each other. And I, I think it's that fact that Cassian knows the second he asked him if you're working that okay my ward's dead um <laughs> but i love the fact that there's a load of assassins and he's just shooting his way out all of them pretty much yep. everyone well not everyone there but so these are the people that are protecting like the head or one of the heads of the high table were protecting were protecting <laughs> and he's just shot his and are now unemployed like, yeah no, no, i mean with this there's a lot less there's a lot less um martial arts there's a lot more kind of this is more um, pure shooting but this is one of the things that i'm not a huge fan of this because if you look at the gunfight in the club in the first one mm. and then this gunfight right here in this outdoors club the way he's handling the weapon tactically is very different in the first one every single one of these shots he's doing is not aiming at and through a person and potentially at the 15 or 25 people behind them mm. it's mostly for the majority of the fight aiming down through them into the floor or into something solid that is not a person. Which, of course, yeah. again, you're always going into the hole, yeah, even if you're aiming through the floor, if it's got stuff below it, you could still potentially kill a person, but that's a, you know, you're not yeah, aiming I mean, at and through someone who you could potentially take out people who aren't meant to be getting taken out. Whereas this one, he's just directly firing in a perfectly straight line through people, horizontal. I suppose, I suppose the idea in this is maybe that pretty much everyone there is is the problem. And also maybe he's also like i just said this is somewhere that he knows these guys may actually be able to get that lucky lucky punch type thing yeah because the people who were against last time are just yeah. vigo's men they were just you know i was yeah. better than all of them whereas this these these guys are my equals or at least they're in the, they're in the community that i know them personally like yeah. cassian like these are I think people also that might be the fact that it's an open space might be something to do with it as well, because yeah, I mean, I don't know where they're meant to be. There's I'm more to like, in an out. enclosed club. In an enclosed club, you're limited to how far people are going to be coming from, where the direction is going to be coming from. Are most people are going to be going the hell away from you because you're shooting. <laughs> so the people coming towards you are only going to be coming from doorways and stuff. Whereas here, it's a bloody huge open square. Yeah, this is number number two in this film where the bad guy done fucks up is when he, everything's happened, he's gone through everyone. And then Ruby Rose, his character, who I don't know why they'd made her death, but I don't know some atmosphere to the character. It's an interesting choice. I thought, yeah. you know, having... basically when he, he asks, um, is that all the loose ends? And she's just like, just one more. And it's just <laughs> like, now you're going to try and take out you fuck. Why are you doing this again? Like yeah. he's cleared your marker end it that should be it why the fuck would you do this and i mean in a in a in a little bit they um on from that scene they talk about the facts um he's like you killed my sister i now need to avenge her death and you're like but you're the you one who fucking hired up. me to do yeah, yeah. You're, like you could have just walked away um i think it uh, he may be he may actually said to ian mcshane's character not i don't know but it's just like you should have walked away you should have just gone okay john mcskilder mm. but fine yeah. I'm gonna leave that. That's just 
that just is what it is. I don't know if it's but, just me, the fact that I, I'm just loving the fact that in this one small segment where he's kind of got away from the main party bit and he's taking out, I think it's about four guys, hmm. pretty much every single one of the things he did in that close quarter sequence was like, oh, that's Aikido, that's Aikido, that's Aikido. <laughs> it's well, and about, and about five yeah. other martial arts. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know, I but, it's, yeah. but it's like the <laughs> way he's doing it is the Aikido variant of it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to add well, an entire 180 degree spin to move you around me as a shield. But, <laughs> but then he's done it aikido for one very simple reason it yeah. looks better it on look- film yeah exactly <laughs> um, it's like, yeah it's one of you know, because if he dropped it's flowing dropped it like, and yeah yeah if you dropped it like you would if do you just went in, straight in and yeah. broke the guy's arm if, yeah it's not as yeah, impactful if you, if you use and, like yeah. a, a jeet kundo variant on it it wouldn't look as fun it would yeah. be more effective but it wouldn't look as fun yeah. <laughs> but again it kind of it's like oh the fluidity of movement as well of it Again, Aikido is all nice and flowing and stuff. Certain styles of Aikido are nice and flowing. <laughs> Some are more just, yeah, fuck it, break them. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> break them, but without hurting them too much. Uh, <laughs> but it's like the whole fact that, again, like the whole, he uses them tactically at the same time to a degree. He's like, yeah, yeah okay, I've shot you. I'm now going to put you between me and the next guy while I deal with this guy. But, but it, it, I mean, but it doesn't completely break like Steven Seagal films do. It doesn't <laughs> completely break the whole, okay, this is now just completely utter fantasy bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steven Seagal, who in real life is, mm, mm. I, I would say probably legitimately a fourth down, maybe fourth. He's I'm definitely not seventh. He, he earned that by 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 um, marrying, marrying the daughter into the family, of. But yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he, he earned his grade uh, one of the several traditional Japanese ways. <clears throat> Nepotism. That's, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. In reality, he's probably. I mean, he, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. Maybe he's a little bit higher. But I mean. Um, He's certainly not the great he's he shows out to be, but but then that use of Aikido that is where maybe there's a little bit of a of a break again because yeah I mean especially I wouldn't at it going it. you wouldn't use yeah. Aikido then as an Aikido instructor you myself were, you wouldn't I'm looking at it going okay it could, again I'm looking at, okay for film it works it's nice it's quite cool it mm. does a nice it constant movement it's the whole moving and he's not standing still waiting to be attacked which is a thing that happens way too much in action films especially martial arts films is though i'm going to stand here and oh look there's someone and i'm going to beat them up and oh look there's another one yeah it's, he's I mean, moving around in the space and using i think it. maybe i'd have liked more um but to me as an aikido instructor i'm looking at going okay that's nice and fancy could have got rid of him so much quicker <laughs> but yeah i mean i i also for for that usage i, I don't know if that would have been my first i don't know it's just i i always have issue with any time when they try and take people with guns anyway yeah, um, yeah. because it's mm, um but uh, yeah it, it, if they've got a gun do as you're told i mean i I, <laughs> I have a lot of issues yeah um but I, I obviously in this situation it's not possible but yeah i yeah i have issue with the flowing um now now we have the fight with Cass, uh, cassian where th- again this is where you're like okay John Wick is clearly more. There is one bit where I, I that does irritate me about Cassian. Um, in that 
and and this is where you can see clearly that that um common is choreographed rather than anything else is first one is that is not a punch to someone's head that is a, i'm going to flail my arm around so the camera can see it and also aiming to punch and then it, it's aiming two, for it, like that yeah. far away from their head <laughs> but it, it serves two camera angles one right. it's a this is a hint for camera but it's also a this is a reminder for what the move coming in is yeah. so doing this is a this is a prep it's going this way to you you need to duck or do whatever your move is i'm aiming for here yeah so it's you're you're effectively telegraphing to be safe for fighting on film but i mean stage. keanu reeves can probably but, handle yeah. them being a bit more realistic yeah um he, the amount of training he's done i would i would assume that keanu reeves can probably handle it also the from from common his his when he's when he's um getting into position for me it's too wide and too tight because he stands like that mm. it's very kind of again it's a stylized closed, kind of yeah and it's very open now don't get me wrong there are boxing styles that would have that there are technically martial arts styles that, um Oof, I'm thinking that, now. <laughs> but that, that do have it but that when you're because if you're doing that if anyone that's listening Sorry, anyone's watching. Once when you're doing that, when you're squeezing, that's what they tell you to do to get blood when you're in hospital, and all your muscles here start to move. Which means, as we said, I think in uh, we may have said in, in in a podcast in the past that you're effectively stopping the movement of your arm. You're yeah. reducing its movement. So it it's it's but worth, I, the, but the yet, analogy that's always used is you're accelerating and braking at the same time. Yeah, lots of noise, lots of strain, going nowhere anywhere. They were quick. Um, yeah. Um, and if your bicep, and if you know certain muscles are bigger and the more dominant muscle, you're potentially even taking power away from your strike because you're putting it back away from you. Back yeah, towards you, even away from your target. It, yeah, it's. I mean, the one the one thing I will say is again, I still prefer him, his fighting yeah. to that of um, uh, Perkins in the first one, and I think that's possibly because my background is grappling the original was grappling this yep. did have grappling but most of the grappling or at least the movement into it was done by john wick who actually can do it and most of cassian was the strikes and i maybe i'm a little bit more forgiving but also i think common has the feel of someone i would think could do something i don't know he just looks he point. looks the part yeah, he looks right for it. He looks right for it. Um, I do love the fact that they fall. That's how they fall into. But they've fallen downstairs into the um, into the continental. I don't know how they fell into the continental, but I do love the fact that they fall into the continental and immediately there's four men and the um, the the owner of the the continental of Rome basically going no business on continental ground, like keeping that, and they just sit down for a drink together. Basically, yep. I'm going to kill you. And him just going, <laughs> well, I'm not, you're not going to let you. Um, and like they remember each other's drinks. Like it's, it's such a surreal scene, but it, it really does reinforce the idea that mm, you yeah. do not break continental rules. Yeah. And I mean, that's very much something that's drummed in, in this film all the way through of like, you do not break continental rules. These guys who clearly Cassian wants to kill John Wick. It does not seem like John Wick really wants to kill Cassian. It actually looks like he, even the, the kind of the looks that he gives, actually pretty likes Cassian. But yeah. 
he was just in the wrong place. He didn't want to yeah. have to do it, but well, it's like when he said, when he's like, you know, um, have a good night, and he went, unfortunately, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's you. I didn't really want it to. I think he would have been far happier if it was someone he didn't know or didn't like. Love Whereas the I cut to that stair for what. Yeah, <laughs> that entire fall down the set. I just I can't, I can't help but go back and rewatch it every time I watch this film. It's such a good, it's such a good fall. Yes, um, it's not John. It's not Keanu. It's Reeves. not Keanu Reeves. That is um, <laughs> there, there is a that very is one thing we will say is yeah. Keanu Reeves does as much as he can, but I think that we mentioned he the doesn't do stunts. He, he <laughs> does point out the fact that he doesn't do stunts. He does stuff that he can train for. E.g., he does martial arts. He does the gun scenes because he can train for that. He does the. Yeah. Um, other he likes to do as that. much of the action as he can, but, but he stunts... also knows his limits. Yeah. <laughs> and for Keanu Reeves to be able to do that fall, and this is the difference, is uh, now Tom is far better at breakfast for me because it's his job. <laughs> Obviously, I have a, a, I can break for as well. But the difference is, is that for Keanu Reeves to be able to do that fall, this film would have to come out in the 2030s. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. For yeah, him to be able to yeah, do that kind of, yeah. that proficiently, um, without, without wouldn't work. entirely remaking that set, yes, in a studio and padding it, or managing to find a way to pad the set. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. If and you, make it unless look. you unless you cheat. But yeah. I mean, for that, I mean, even with, even with pads, is, even with pads and padding and you know, yeah, like gel packs, and gel pads, and everything, and back protectors. That's still going to leave it. That's still an impact. You're still yeah. taking a hit when you land. That. It is, I don't know who. I don't know who the um, stunt person was for that. But oh, they made, are very good. I'm going to take a interview. wild guess that the person that's done the stunt work for that is has a background in, in either Brazilian jiu-jitsu, judo, or wrestling, East uh, Western uh, wrestling. It's got to be one of those three. I'll be fucking amazed if they haven't done one of those three things. I'll be genuinely amazed. Because otherwise they have just been practicing I mean, that shit for it, a long time. He, he lands a <laughs> judo flip onto the first start yeah. of the stairs and then basically does uh, Mayu Kami down, down them over. Yeah. He yeah, has right. to have that background. And I mean, I, I think if you have a, a wrestling background, you could learn that stuff a bit quicker. But if you've got Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Judo background, you, you will be able to do it easier if yeah. you have that background. But uh, if he judo, doesn't... Jiu-Jitsu, any of those backgrounds, yeah. it, it's bread and butter. It's it, got to be. I mean, it's got to be. Um, I mean, fucking hell. I, I do love the fact that also at the bar that um, Ruby Rose's character is just waiting there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> just, I just ran away from you. What the fuck are you doing here? Um, but I, yeah, I, it's it's the phone call. And I, I don't know what, it, I don't actually know what it said, it said in the phone call, but the phone call <laughs> from what? I've just Googled this to f- try and find the name of the guy who did it because yeah. I put it. The top result for my Google search where I put up is my bloody answer to this question on Cora as to if Keanu Reeves does his own stunts. <laughs> well, I link to the interview that I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, um, I love the fact that now it's at this point is when it, it's almost kind of, it's not gone silent, but it's this point where you just kind of go, now I know things are about to hit again because he rings the 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 brother basically to say it's done, and also like I'm gonna and yeah, fuck I'm, you. I'm, I'm <laughs> but then then this again number three of the stupidest fucking things you do in this film because this is the thing is I think there's levels of stupidity. I think the first one level of stupidity was just 
it wasn't like they were just trying to protect the son. The son didn't know there was stupidity. He shouldn't have done it. But this one, you know who it is. And so he puts a fucking contract out of, I don't know how many millions, but several millions on John Wick. Basically as a way of, I don't know, avenging his sister. Like what the fuck? Yeah. But I love I, the fact that the, the, yeah, the it, head of the continental in Rome literally helps him find a different way out. Like everyone likes John Wick. That's the weird thing. Everyone, there seems to be so many people that are willing to kill him, but everyone seems to also like him. Um, yeah. It's weird. And I suppose that's why we're meant to, the, the idea of like John Wick is that he's a, I suppose we're meant to believe that he was an honorable assassin back when he was a full on assassin that, you know, he was, he was only taking out the, the bad people. I think that's the idea we're meant to have of, of John Wick. Mm. I really hope they don't change that in four and five. Yeah. Um, I, because I think we, we should, it should be that John Wick only gets bad people. John Wick is only, you know, he's, it's, we're meant to like him and you can't help but like John Wick because, mm. and I, th I think this plays also to a very British audience. Because it's, it's the idea of, even though he's not the underdog, really, he's still the underdog. Because he should be yeah, the he... It's, like, it's one man. He should be the underdog. Um, yeah, he kind of has that um, main... He's... I'm trying to think of a way of doing it without using like anime terms for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, he kind of has a kind of isekai overpowered main character who like, you know, the whole I've transported from another world and I've got magic powers and I can do this, isn't this? But man. yet, yeah, one, yeah, kind of one punch that's the, that's the one anime that I think translates yeah. into normal stuff. Yeah, so one, one punch, punch man. man, he's one punch man, but <laughs> <laughs> he's not completely infallible and yeah. he, yeah, he yeah. isn't actually one punch man. He's more... Two or three punch man. <laughs> he can he can get hurt. He does take hits. And he still has that kind of underdog thing of going for him where he's really good at what he does. But there are other people who are also really good at what they do. Yeah. It's just that he's a little bit better or a little bit more creative. But I do love now that you just see that apparently New York is just full of assassins because you get the guy who is, I, I recognize him. Is he a sumo wrestler? I think he's a legit, he's like he's a, an actual sumo wrestler, isn't he? I feel I like he, I recognize him. He is him. or he was. If, oh I think God. he's a retired sumo wrestler. But mm. th like, you've got a guy who's basically a retired sumo wrestler, I think. Um, you've got then people just all over the place getting text messages of like, this is going for it. But uh, this is the thing. And again, this is where I think they set up the idea that I think they go against a little bit, actually, in the third one. But in the second one, of the fact that Ian McShane is very dangerous because he calls it, he asks for um, this, the, the brother to complete the marker, to mm. basically pour his blood to show that the marker is now clear, that John Wick is free of the marker. And I mean, this is a guy that's just inherited a seat at the high table. And Ian McShane is going, no, no, please, sir, you will come, you know. The um, contract is completed. Yeah, uh, basically. Sign the dotted line, mate. <laughs> exactly. But I love the fact that I, I, I love the fact that um, he's like, oh, there's a contract out. John Wick's already dead. And you just hear me saying, like, you really think so? I'm like, you can't tell me you didn't know what was coming. Uh, one of the, there's two great lines. There's one of um, you, was it you destroyed the, um, the, the priest temple and now he's coming for you. And then it's the other thing of, um, uh, what is it? He tried to warn you, which is such a simple thing to say, but at the same time sounds so much more dangerous coming from Ian McShane about John Wick. Of like, 
he did try and warn you of like, don't you don't want to do this. But that whole sequence is Ian McShane basically telling this new guy, the High Council, you're fucked. Like, you can't escape John Wick. Complete the marker because I don't want to be anywhere fucking near you. That's basically what it seems to be. Um, yeah. And then we just have a massive montage scene of him killing people, which I love. I love the idea. I love the fucking um, the, the sumo guy because everything he does just doesn't work, which is right. It's completely fucking right. If you try to do half the shit that he's done in other stuff against a sumo wrestler of that guy's size, it will do nothing. There's only they so will much you can do. Do happy who just look down and look at you and be just kind of you know the standard yeah. like the standard like big bruiser Russian <laughs> characters you get in other films yes. where they just go that it little man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, and I think this is there is <laughs> size can 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 be over overdone a lot with martial arts, but at some point, especially if you're against a sumo wrestler who they do grapple. I know people don't like to think of it as, as, as a martial art, but they do have a lot of grappling um, and they know how to move their body. It, you've just got to do what John Wick does, which is just continually shoot him, which I love. He just shoot him, shoot him, keep shooting him, shoot him again, shoot him, shoot him in the head three times. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. The idea is just the fat's taking it. Just shoot, 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 shoot. Because <laughs> kicking, a, kicking a sumo wrestler that's five times your size, not going to happen, uh, which is what this which is. It. But then, of course, we have, this is the best thing to do because this, um, as was pointed out in the, in the first film and at the beginning of the second film, John Wick killing people with a pencil. Yes. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Just because you, you don't need a flashback or anything. You just need to see now John Wick literally doing it. Um, but yeah, I love, I love the fact that the sumo is the last so long. He just continually shoots him couple of times the neck just checked it head. was as well he is the heaviest sumo wrestler in japanese history as well <laughs> he's the heaviest one well, he's yeah. the heaviest wrestler in ja according to the wiki he is, is it? uh i'm not even gonna try and butcher that name is the heaviest <laughs> japanese is the heaviest japan japanese born sumo wrestler in history and it's uh, also not the heaviest in history because i think the heaviest uh, in history was and it's thought to be the heaviest japanese person ever <laughs> he's a big guy he's a yeah, big guy uh, but i mean i think this is a point that um we've made before is that 500 and how many fucking pounds 584 pounds wait a minute Fuck me. <laughs> 41 stone it's a big dude yeah that is a bit, but the, the, the difference, and we said it before, is that because he's a sumo wrestler, that is that's, that's, a lot. That's, that's gonna be not just fat, that's gonna be a yeah. lot of as well. It, like, there's a reason that, like, because if you if it was just fat and you punched a guy a lot of times, they won't be able to, they it won't hurt them, but they won't be able to do anything, they'll just be out of breath coming near you. That guy won't be, that guy mm. will keep fighting. You know, it's they, the if you ever want to see a train, if people out there are just like, oh no, sumo wrestlers are just big fat guys. Do me a favor, try copying their um, exercise regiment mm. and their diet, which is a very well, there's, good um, diet. What's his name? There's the non-Japanese guy. He's like the Mongolian. Skinny, I know, he's a um, white guy. Um, oh. Can't think of his name. He's, he's like a really skinny white dude who also is a professional sumo. I'm going to have to look up his name. It's, um, well, that must be in the lower, the lower, because there's, sumo is one of those look, weird ones. You look at him. 
But you look at his body, he's toned. It's, you know, he's doing the yeah, same training. They get up at like five in the morning. And just get, they're, 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 their training regime is insane. It's really insane. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, so there's a great bit of this film, and I can't say the second bit of it until we get to it, really, but because um, we're trying to work through the film as we go. But obviously it's the kind of a standoff now with Cassian because they've just been shooting each other in a subway, which I love the fact that nobody seemed to notice. Check. Check. Um, nobody seemed to notice the fact that they were fighting, they were firing each other, which I found a little bit strange because they were hitting the walls. Um, but then I love the fact they're just going to both get on a train and everyone on the train just moves out the fucking way, <laughs> so, which you would. If John Wick and Cassian come out to, I mean, most people get off anyway, but it's this idea that this is quite a busy train and there's like, yeah, let's get away from these two crazy fuckers. Yeah. yeah I mean, Ready. it's height and weight. Check, dude. It's six foot one and a half and okay. is so 216 pounds. 216, 216. So it's 15 and just under 15 and a half stone. Yeah. And for mu with muscle as well, that's, that's, not yeah, out, that's not outside at all. It is, it is really weird. I mean, he, he has he has some body fat to him because you know she's on a sumo diet. Of course he is. But but the thing is, I mean, the, the thing that makes a sumo diet more is not is not what they is the amount they eat. Yeah. Because th this is why basically if you if you hit, I think they even do it, don't they? There's a documentary where they have a um, they have a powerlifter who goes over to Japan and tries to train like them. And I think the powerlifters of the impression of it's just a fat guy. If I hit him, it won't, it, you know, I'll just take him down. And yeah. you just see the sumo wrestler just standing there laughing, laughing going, at him. <laughs> hit me, hit me. <laughs> and you see this powerlifter full on, yep. smack him in the smack stomach. Him, and the guy just goes, him. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the fuck? And you can see it literally does nothing. And it's just like, and he said, I think he even says afterwards, it is like hitting a brick wall. It is not fat. It's just like, bang, it just, there's nothing. There's no yep. response to the guy, um, but yeah, I mean, I I love this scene because this is so reserved. Almost this fight between the two of them, like it, it just seems to be a kind of we're going to look at each other really tough. Because I think this is maybe playing to Cassian or Commons oh God, abilities a bit because obviously, <laughs> obviously the throws and things like that are far more. Um, on yeah. but having a knife and just being a bit of a, a brawler is what is Commons doing and the thing is because of the closed space you can kind of get away with it I mean there's clearly not common at several parts because I mean there's a there's a there's a part where it, the knife goes straight over John Wick's head which there's no way there's no way they'd get the timing right for that with common I don't think um, but there is a lot of it being done by him um, the way he's landing oh, yeah. as well there's no yeah. way that's common um when he's being thrown that's not common but they are playing to his strengths a lot more which i find really good here and i think that's that's the the good thing about it there's a weird see again i think this is why he, common and him are friends because of the fact that he puts the knife in his i can't remember what it is the aorta or whatever but he basically says if you remove it you die yeah but the idea of him. if you keep it in and you go to a surgeon you live you won't because obviously you get surgery for it, you know, because the blood flow can be um, taken, blood flow can be taken down and under anesthetic, whatever. So that's why I'm like, does, 
it's a great scene where you just see the the, the, the fucking the, the train doors closing on Cassian, the fucking knife just stuck in his stuck in him, just just smiling, but like in a really vicious way. Like, what in the name of God? Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is this is an interesting one. This is also where we we then find out that basically every homeless person in New York is um is assassin apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Um, <laughs> it's a really weird thing. It's a really it kind weird of reminds it. It's kind of like the um, oh, was it but the Elder Scrolls game where it's um, the, all the beggars are informants for like the thieves guilds and all that sort of sort of stuff. It's mm. it's a it's a nicely used trope, just tweaked slightly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it's really weird because you find out there's a whole thing, but like the the fact that there's two assassins that are looking for him and why, why I find weird is that the two assassins looking for him don't realize that the homeless are assassins. So clearly not all the, all all the Hmm. homeless are assassins, but enough of them, because this guy's like, Oh, I want some change. And then just shoots both of them, which suggests that clearly it's not entirely known about. Um, But there's a complete, there's like a completely separate thing outside of the normal assassin. Yeah. It kind of, it almost seems like underground continental kind of thing going yeah. on. Yeah, it's yeah, where, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it where we see a reuniting um, with Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, with Morpheus being Morpheus. the um, b- being the um, the king of. I think he calls himself the king of this bit. But um, yeah, I mean, John Wick is effectively fucked but he gives because mm-hmm. um, he gave the guy a gold coin to protect him um, but then he just they've they've dealt with him they've patched him up everything's fine so there's the thing as well is that he gave him a gold coin and you kind of think that they must be separate from the rest of the assassins because of the fact there's a was it seven million dollar bounty on his head and they're not and collecting they're not it. collecting it so yeah. I mean, they, they do. They, I mean, Lance Fishman does make the comment of, I, "Why don't I just hand you over?" Like, yeah. I can, I can just hand you over. But they're clearly separate in the fact that they haven't done that already. That wasn't the first thought of the homeless person. It wasn't the first thought of Lance Fishburne. Otherwise, why is he patched up? Yeah. So, why is he waking does, up with an IV? And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, and that definitely leads into the third film. Um, that that mm. attitude definitely leads into the third film. Which, yes, guys, we will be doing the third film. Um, and when the fourth film comes out next year, I'm sure we'll do that as well. But um, is, it, is it next year? I think it's next year. Isn't it? It's 2022. And then the year after, it's meant to be the fifth one. They're meant to be doing two Can't in wait. a row. Can't wait. <laughs> um, it's, I, I really hope that the, th- the fourth one is what I want it to be. But we'll discuss that more when we do the third one. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he should have been given over. But I, I do like the fact that they, that they do set it up this way. Because obviously going on to the third film, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna give a massive amount away, but just to think that look, this this community is assumed by its head to effectively be separate to the high council, the, the high yeah. table. And in this film, the fact that they these little things, because he never says it in this film, he never says we're separate, he just doesn't give it's, him over and he yeah, patches it, him up. It's never it said says, either way as to if they are or aren't. No, it's just yeah, the fact it, that why wouldn't you give him over if unless you're not part of them hmm. you know it's uh, that's the thing 
Um, or unless also, you think he's more valuable alive as well. Is yeah, well, I mean, well, that's that definitely comes into the third one where clearly they think they can use him. But um, oh yeah, again, I was doing you know not mentioning third things. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't give anything away. It's just foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also think there's there's something in this film where I think maybe John Wick has helped Lance Fishburne in the past. I'm not entirely sure, um, but it is played very well. It's played very well between these two. Yeah. Um, and it's it's quite nice because I think with this, despite the fact that they're clearly, you know, they're not the same characters at all and everything, there does still seem to be a chemistry between them. In, in anyway, a kind he, of, he does say that, you know, there is a, you know, a background to it where he's like, you know, the whole, you gave me a gift and does the whole scar reveal kind of. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's again that's another one of those that's one of those small things that's like just yeah, it's a bit of flavor added to a character. Now it just makes you go, What is it? What yeah. happened? Did did, did you save him? Or <laughs> did, did you, you save him or him? did you miss? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it you, you just don't know. But I mean, maybe he saved him by he was someone he was meant to kill and yeah, he's, he's, you know. Um, I, I'd love to find out, like in the in in the fourth or fifth one, it, that he turns out to be an accountant that um, John Wick <laughs> John Wick tried to kill. Uh, sorry, John Wick saved by pretending to kill him, and then they've just he's just become this because of out of necessity. I'd love that if he was yeah. just some nobody, some um, ran, some random mark that just said well, no. I mean, that, that's that's pretty much what, <laughs> what we're talking about. One Punch Man before yeah. that's what happened to One Punch Man. One Punch Man was a cowardly office worker. Yep. Until he did. Until he um, was... and if anyone, anyone's wondering, you can find if you go to Up for the Challenge on YouTube, uh, you can find me doing the Up for the, the um, One Punch Man diet and training for a week. Um, plugging my <laughs> other YouTube channel there, people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you, you can buy <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, um, it. That's how he kind of does it in One Punch Man. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Has, has um, a run in of a monster and then decides, you know, screw it. I'm going to go start training and I'm going to train till I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> That's a random thing. Uh, <laughs> I, lo- I just love that show. But yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, just random unemployed potential salary man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that kind of thing. It's just like would be one of those. It kind of reminds me uh, again the, the the film The Accountant as well, with like the the uh, husband but, um, and wife who own the farm. Mm. with Affleck, uh, Ben Affleck Ben Affleck yeah yeah and they're like there and he's like oh yeah and they let him use the farm for shooting and target practice and that and just you know he has these small like random people who he actually helps yes <laughs> kind of thing. yeah but you get that you know it would be a nice kind of little thing to just know is there more to that <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, there is, again, in the third film, we get another person that you kind of think, oh, maybe there's a the relationship mm. there as well because he's not killed him. And there's, I do like the idea of that, that, that there's just like, maybe he's made little friends along the way. I mean, it's a bit like, actually, although this is going out there, but it's, is um, Schwarzenegger in Eraser. Because yes. in that film, he 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 he, he basically film. erases them, <laughs> but he he gives them new lives. And then when he's being um, hunted down, he uses them because of their mm. new positions to find his way back. So yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'm going to have to look that film up in a bit and watch that after this. <laughs> I hadn't seen it for ages. Uh, but it is a fun film. I do. I just do love his the silk 
robe thing that he ends up wearing in this as well. It's just oh yeah, the, the dramatic from... the whole dramatic from looking like your standard old Fagin kind of yeah, so like, mm, yeah, so Dickensian pickpockety kind of yeah. hobo to hobo of, yeah hobo of a shotgun probably in this case yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing to now just being casual loungewear and and he has a, a full on kind of. Uh, uh, you know, drawing yeah. room and yeah, it... I, what the hell? Okay, <laughs> uh, this is also my, one of my favorite bits here. Is just like, get, um, uh, that's when he says, like, uh, um, maybe I'm the person you need to take people out, basically, and that's why they don't give him over. That's the kind of reason it's given, mm. but then it's like, maybe I'm more valuable alive, which he basically says. But yeah. I love the fact that they go, um, you know, do you want to give me a do you want to kill me or do you want to give me a gun? Give me a gun. It's like, give. <laughs> Somebody give, give this man, man a, gun. a gun, and then only seven bullets. Yeah, it's like seven bullets, like seven million, seven bullets. I was like, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I just the entire interaction between, I just love it. It's just, just yeah, this I'm, man a gun. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> such uh because it's a, I mean, obviously it's a very different character to the people yeah. that they played before, although. Arguably, because of Keanu Reeves, it's, it's, this is the thing. Because Keanu Reeves is, is, seems such a nice guy, and everything that comes out about him, you know, he's been a nice guy, and you know, he's so liked in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to be nasty about his acting, even when it, I mean, is wooden, because it's just like, but because it's, I, I don't think it's his acting that's wooden. I think it's just that his, some of the scripts that he has been given, yeah, haven't like, been I great. Can't stand. The Matrix to me is one of the worst films that got popular. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's I, that it basically it reminds me of of a teenager trying to be existential. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's an adaptation of anime concepts that were tweaked and changed, and then yeah. tried to be turned into something else that again has that feel of angsty teenager going, "Oh, this was cool from this thing, and this was cool from this thing." Yeah, and it's make something it's of it. So not to, not to shit on the Matrix, but I mean, I like the Matrix. Oh, I, I, I will. I mean, I, there's actually um, I like them. Nostal- nostalgia critic. There is great stuff that they don't do that they're well. So <laughs> overrated. Yeah. I think they're one of those films, especially as well. If you look back on them now, that that you realise just how overrated they are. I mean, mm. if you look at nostalgia critic who does, uh, or yep. he's on Channel Awesome. I think his channel awesome nostalgia critic on oh, youtube yeah you'll find um he does a critique of uh the uh, of the matrix films and he basically goes on about that he says about the fact that it's just there's such overrated angst yeah. bullshit um i love the fact that now d- d- despite the fact and i mean he's been warned despite the fact that this guy was like oh he's clearly going to be dead already and Mm-hmm. you know yeah. i don't need to complete my marker goes to like a celebration for him effectively <laughs> joining the high count ca- the high table and john wick just goes and walks straight, straight into through the into party. it yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what in the name of god excuse me like, excuse me coming through coming through yeah I oh mean, that hi is, that's <laughs> the time at which and i've said this about other things before and i've said it earlier but that is the time where it's the m&m line of let's both shout i don't give a fuck and see which one of us means it and it's it's not the um the baby brother is definitely John Wick. <laughs> like I will fucking kill you. You know you you did this. You took all that shit from me. I love the fact that every time John Wick makes a, a, a point of a head kill, a headshot. Like even if they're definitely dead, he does the headshot just to make sure. Yep. Double tap. I love that. I love that bit as well where he literally break falls down the stairs because it's quicker and it means that he won't get seen. 
because mm-hmm. if he goes down the stairs normally, he's open. So he just yeah. throws himself down the stairs because it's, it's, it makes more sense, which given that it's not that long, I, it's brilliant. Also picks up the guns for the people. Again, yeah. the reload thing. They're the thing that's never used in action films, the fact that bullets do run out. You do so not just, have infinite yeah. ammo. So he just kills everyone and takes their bullets. Uh, sorry, he takes their guns. He's like, yeah. oh, I've run out of bullets in this gun. I'll take the next one. This one's empty heart. I'll have yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I... I Ruby Rose, I'm a bit confused about Ruby Rose in this film, to be fair for us, because Ruby Rose is, I feel like there was so much potential for Ruby Rose. I just need, never I, happened. I need to watch that roll down the stairs again. It, some, <laughs> something just caught my eye about that, and I'm not sure what tweaked it. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Ruby Rose's character, I don't know about you, but I feel like she was meant, like, it, it feels like they they could have done so much more with her. Like they had something else set up for her and then just didn't do it. Mm. Because it could be, it could be again, it was a during production. They just couldn't get something to work and they had to change script. Yeah. It's a pity because I think that she could, because the whole point all the way through is that she's meant to be this. And, and the, the fact that she's deaf kind of points out is that she's the silent, mysterious person. that's always there. That is <laughs> the main assassin. person. Yeah. And she, she's, you know, when he's feeling very vulnerable, he goes behind her. He doesn't go behind the burly, but you know, he goes behind mm-hmm. her. He's she's the one. She's the top. And then in the final fight, it doesn't actually last that long. Her ability to fight upright is better than oh. some. That... But I think I think it's just about it's it's, it's there's nothing, it's not an Nothing wrong with it. There's no tricks or anything. It's just the way that as he switches from one role into the other, the position his leg is in just makes me want to cringe. It's, yeah, oh. but he's not. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that as well. But I mean, yeah, he probably it, he probably injured himself as well. But yeah, so this this, I mean, he's just finding his way through. But yeah, Ruby Rose could have been. I've got it. He crosses up the role at the start. That's what that's what got me. Going, huh? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, like it wasn't, it didn't look quite as fluid as it could have on the start of the role. And I was like, why is that not quite going? I was like, it's because he's left and right cross. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he also... he's got one arm already down on the, on the step to take out half the drop on the step. So he's not falling from as big a height, even though he's kicking up with his feet. Yeah, uh, it, it's not as big a drop as it actually looks. He's already on the floor, effectively. Well, he's also and then he's, it's he's, he's just a weird angle. Stopping that yeah. that that stop in between is is longer than me or you would take, but it's not that long. Like yeah, it's it's, it's it's a split second stop. It's a but, split second, but it's it's one that you would just naturally yeah. do otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we go into this. You know, he's he's killing everyone and. Yep. The guy's just going off with Ruby Rose, like, okay, she's the one that can save me. Like, she's <laughs> the one in charge, clearly. You know, yeah. she's got fucking guys either side with fat, massive, great machine guns, and she's just walking in the middle. Yeah, it kind of almost feels the way, I don't know, something about the way that this worked with him and her. It almost felt like she was actually meant to be the villain in a way, the way that... Yeah. And maybe. he's kind of like more the, again, going back to the first one, kind of the the accountant at the end 
<laughs> the is he the accountant going oh, i need a gun somebody give me a gun that he's like kind of almost comes across as that character at this point in the film to me where yeah. it's kind of like you've got the one who's in charge doing a job and he's going you know it's kind of the one who should be the i'm the one in, i'm i'm the person that's being taken you know any other film they would be the character who's going fuck this i'm out of here you guys save me and protect and kill yourselves while i confidently stroll away yeah i, I mean it comes down to that thing again yeah. where he's meant to be in my mind and again i may be um world building in a place that doesn't really need it but in my mind if you're on the high council or the high table or whatever the hell it's called i feel like it should be called the high high council, but i know it's, i know it's the high, ta- high table um but it feels like he should be an assassin and it really doesn't feel like he is or he is the most weasley goddamn assassin ever and maybe that's why he wasn't in the high table in the first place because he's a weasley mm. little shit um I don't know. Yeah, I, I do get your point. I love that, that bit where he throws like the she... gun. <laughs> you are, sorry? In the bit where you just you get the nice wide shot of him throwing the gun at the guy's head. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that on um, another um, breakdown of the film, and I love that, because if you have nothing else, you run out of bullets. Yeah. What you'd fucking you what you've got. <laughs> you've got nothing else around you. The guy is at a distance. Fucking have it. It's, yeah, I... I love I, the headshots. I still love I, when it, when they're clearly dead, but he doesn't care. Um, it's you know, it's 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 quite funny. Yeah, because it, uh... it's yeah. <laughs> I love the the um, the homage to back to the first one where he has the guy on the other side of the wall of him, and so one aims high and he aims low and goes the opposite of what he did in the first one where he went low mm. and aimed high so he shoots the guy in the foot in this one and then shoots him in the head rather yeah. than shoots through into him yeah it's small little things like that just kind of it's like it's almost a mirror image shot of the scene from the first one with yeah. straight on side of the wall it, and it's it shows so much of the so well shooting. thought out and so much of the tactical um shooting here comes through i, I, yeah. I think he's 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 making far more use of the gun in this film than he is of martial arts. Although yeah. he does he does showcase um, his martial arts skill quite well against Cassian yeah. um, and and times like that, especially yeah. when he's and even during the gunfights, he's got bits and pieces yeah, he's throwing in. I've, the gunfights again, I'm again less, it goes into its fantasy realm of yeah. yeah. Where, where is it when it's in the normal fight? I'm like okay, I can bit fancy, but I can I can somebody might do that. Whereas mm. in the gun things, I think it's far more kind of, oh, look, there's a camera over there. We need to show them how fancy I can be. And that's mm. m- my issue with that, which we didn't yeah. really get so much in the first one. They made the camera shot so that it was, they didn't have to fuck about like that. So yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I love the fact that he's just, he's just going for everyone. And like, there's just one guy between his legs that he's um, trying to break the arm of just, ah, oh, fuck this and just shoots him. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Um, and this is gets to the time now where Ruby Rose starts putting weird faces to make it look as if now she's scared. And I'm like, again, this is weird. Why are you now scared? Then... You've been fine during also, the entire through the film. Now yeah, you're and then, then I think there's just one scene where it, it, it doesn't fit. And I, 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 it's like she's gurning and kind of... And for no fucking reason, other than the, the cameraman was horny, we did not need a close-up picture of Ruby Ray's ass. We didn't need it. I know there's a bit where she basically they they'll I'm sure defend it by the fact that she was getting out another knife from the back, but we didn't need mm. that close up. The only yeah. thing in shot is it could be a wide shot. Could be a wide shot. Yeah, it could have been a wide shot of her doing it. There was no reason to do that close up. That is very 
disappointing to be perfectly honest because the rest of the film i think you know that, that it's very kind of equal and everything i don't think there's many issues otherwise but that is a bit bullshit I, I think they've just gone oh well ruby rose is attractive let's show her for us and it's like fuck's sake you don't need to do that in a film like this you need to play on your strengths which isn't that yeah. um i do like the fact that there's a bit here i mean i, I mean what? saying that i can't saying the whole i'm going back to the whole it could have been a wide shot where you can see it but then going back to the whole showing off that she's got another knife kind of thing it reminded me of a conversation i had with someone about a film where um uh, the Shadow, <laughs> film The Shadow with um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah, one of Baldwin's. <laughs> one of them. Um, yeah, and it's got the uh, the police officer who's got the ring on his finger, and it does yeah. several times. It shows it, but it then does a really big obvious zoom in as he's flipping over, turning a key, or putting in a, a message in a letterbox kind of thing. Mm. And I know people who have watched the, I've watched this film with several people. Some of them didn't spot the ring right until that last establishing zoom shot where they're like, oh, kind of moment. And I've seen people who I've sat and watched it with and they've gone, oh, he's got the ring. Like minute before, at the first time when you see him turn his hand over to look at a watch kind of thing. They've yeah. gone, oh yeah, and clicked it at the same time. So but I then, kind of get the whole, but then at but the same time it is the whole, it didn't need to be shown. Didn't need to be there. They didn't need to say well, she yeah. even had another knife. How many it could have been, been done. It could have been done as a side on shot. Yeah. How many guns and knives are there all over the place? Like there was nobody that, that was Everywhere. clearly that was clearly someone wanted to do it. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's I like I have no issue yeah. with showing off parts of people's bodies if it fucking fits with the story. Like in the first film, they had an underground under the club. It was um uh, there was people in bikinis and all that, but so was Alfie Bow. So were the guys. So it was because it, it was a pool. So you had yeah. people like that, and it was like it fitted the story. It was meant to be this is a lavish fan. That fitted the story. That was out of place. Um, what I do love here is now clearly the guy has legged it to the only place that he feels safe, the Continental, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like, but I, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the fight with Ruby Rose, there is a point, I'm, I'm sure a lot of places have made this, but he stabs Ruby Rose in exactly the same place as Cassian, but he pulls out the knife. He doesn't give her the chance to live. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's a deliberate kind of, choice. Yeah, there's a yeah. deliberate choice to go. I respect Cassian or I like him or we were friends or whatever. I will let you decide whether you live or die. Um, you know, you might want to die because you want, but I get you get to decide. Whereas with her, it was like, no, you're dead. Dumb. Um, I do love this, though, that he's like, I'm going to the Continental. And then because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> why? Oh, what? I mean, so. Obviously, the rules of the Continental, they have been brought out a lot. You do not do yeah. um, things... That... Business on the John Wick, of course, goes after him. And in McShane sees him come in and has the face of her shit. But now... Oh, bollocks, don't do it here. <laughs> yeah. Now, Please this, don't. Is just, this is the worst thing with the guy just taunting John Wick. Of like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't don't turn it. And then Ian McShane back just going, don't do it, John. Don't do it. Um, and then like, oh, I could live here for you. I, I love the because Ian McShane is clearly his friend. I mean, there's clearly a relationship yeah. there. But once again, John Wick doesn't do a lot for words. And so yeah. halfway through the sentence, bang, bang. Like that's it. There's no <laughs> kind of there's no words, nothing else. 
but then the, it get, it then just leaves the gun there. And then the one line from Ian McShane, what have you done? Yeah. Of like, it's like, you broke continental rules. And then just walks off. Of like, because I love the fact that everyone in that room, which you only you don't really realize until after he's shot him that there were other people. There were other people other but than the three of them in there. <laughs> yeah, but they they just all are frozen. Of like, one, they've just broken continental rules. But two, John Wick just broke continental rules. Yeah. Of like ah, and then just goes and collects the. I dog, think it's the I guy know. in the background eating who just slowly puts down his fork. <laughs> like, For me, no one can believe what they just saw because it's like. <laughs> This can't be good for anyone. anyone. This cannot be a good thing. But then John Wick just going and collecting the dog. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is one of the saddest things that he collects the dog and then goes back to the burnt out house. Yeah. So his house is just burnt to the ground. And I think the first time I saw this, I didn't really pick up on the fact that it was the house because it doesn't look like it anymore because it's burnt to fuck. It's, it's, yeah, but it's, of course it is. It's no longer a house. It's no longer a house. <laughs> um, but like him trying to brush dust off of pictures and mm. like, it's Find just so, yeah. it's so sad. It's that bit where they're just trying to go. I think it draws you. I don't, I don't think there's any point at which you can, you cannot feel sorry for John Wick. Again, mm. he warned them. Um, yeah. But I think this is where you kind of, it reminds you why he just did that. Like, yeah. It's he like he's find finds a necklace and all sorts of things, and it is so. It's setting the thing of like, yeah, there, John Wick did this because it was something he wasn't prepared to give up. But and I, I do love the fact that in the first film and the second film, the big I said the big baddie, the the main bad guy. Even though in the first one Vigo is kind of the bad guy, but he, he isn't because he's just protecting his son. The bad guy yeah. is actually the kid. And again, in this, John Wick doesn't torture them. He doesn't make a big speech. No, There's nothing just else. It's just bang. Done. Like, I'm not fucking about with you. Like, it's why, why? Again, that's the final um, issue. I think, what's that issue four in the film where, like, how not to get killed by John Wick? The fourth one, if you're on the continental, don't taunt him. I'm pretty yeah. sure... John Wick would have killed you anyway, but on the off chance. <laughs> Try and give him money. Try and fucking yeah. plead for your life. Don't Things arrogantly... Do. him off. <laughs> yeah, don't arrogantly sit there eating a meal going, I could live here for years, you silly bastard. Yeah. You, like, it's John Wick. There are... There's like, why you... Do, you were warned by John Wick. You were warned by, I'm sure, many other assassins. You were warned by Ian McShane. Everyone went, you know, don't fucking do this. Um, I do know the guy that the uh, the fact that the concierge has come to get him, yeah. because you know you kind of know from the first you're one, being summoned. <laughs> you're being summoned. You broke the rules of Continental, um, and this is this is the the problem. And I do love the fact that like there's everyone clearly like there's such a relationship because the concierge just shakes his hand, like you've got to go this way, but you know. I, I'm sorry, Mr. Wick. It's just like mm. there's a relationship there. There's a he's meant to be, even though he is the you know the ultimate assassin, he's meant to be the good guy. He's still the good guy. And it's a weird, it's a weird one because I don't think, apart from people like Batman and things like that nowadays, I don't think there are that many anymore. Um, kind of um, oh, what do you call them? Anti-heroes. Uh, what's that? Anti-heroes. Anti-heroes, that's it. There's not that many anti-heroes who I think really make it mm. onto film anymore. Yeah. There was late 90s into early 2000s. I think you had them a lot. 
and Batman, of course, was around that time period. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of comic time. book. There's a lot of them in comic book adaptations that get done. I mean, quite a few. Yeah, Punisher, classic example. Spawn, Wolverine. But, of course, but Spawn, then no other, Spawn, no other. Worst, worst fucking film in history. Um, in the nineties, I still like it. I still like it. It's cheesy. Uh, Michael, J, it's, yeah. Michael J. White can fight. That's about it. Um, but yeah. uh, John, doing it as well. John Rizamo is in that film. His role is brilliant. John Leguizamo. Oh, God, I forgot he was in that. Um, yeah, but yeah, The so Violator. He made that film as The Violator. Brilliant. But again, they're 90s into 2000s. It's, yeah. it's an old cliche. Nowadays, it doesn't seem to happen that much because we've got the superhero movies where everyone is kind of good. Even if they're an anti-hero, they're not really an anti-hero anymore. They're just, they're just a good guy. Like, yeah. Iron Man is far better as a, as a film character. In the comic books, he's an arsehole. He is yeah. a redeemed arsehole, but he's way more of an arsehole in the comic books. Um, but I do love this that, you know, you know, John, you broke the rules of Continental. That's it. And it's just the thing of then, why am I not dead? And this, again, is to me why Ian McShane should be so dangerous is I, I deemed it not to be. And just yeah. everyone in that courtyard <laughs> stops. And you realise that everyone in the courtyard. Every single assassin. one of the person there. There's like a like, hundred people. He's on there. the clock and it's just yeah. like, yep. I was like, I can, I, <laughs> you have an hour that's all i can do for you and then basically it's it's one of the again now i love there's there's a thing here and i can never figure out what this is now i think i it's know things i've this spotted this before as well I like he this. gives him a marker now mm-hmm. it's one of it's one of three things in my mind i think my second guess is probably the most likely but it's either the marker that he's just cleared to prove that he he was doing a marker or, or it's his it's well <laughs> the second one it's it's the marker for someone who appears in the third film who he actually shows a marker to to get help from mm-hmm. which i think it's most likely to be that or it is his it's a i owe you going back um, to an earlier point in this film where it, the whole are you here for the pope when yeah. everyone stops, there's about six priests surrounding them. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like the shot where he shows them all to sort of stop, turn around and look at him? And you've got the you know John uh, Keanu in the middle turning and looking around. There's three behind him. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, there's there's a lot of little things. It's it, there's, again, it's it's world building, and that yeah. marker. I don't know if they'll ever tell us whose marker that was, but I think the likely it is that marker is for the third film because yeah. he has nothing at this point. Because what is now happening basically is, is, is Ian McShane going, well, I've given you an hour, and then calls in the non-communicado, yeah. which means every assassin, it seems that everyone in New York is an assassin. Um, you know, but it's just... Everyone's after him now. Like you have yeah. one hour, and that's John Wick versus the world. <laughs> it seems it, it kind of does seem like that. Um, I mean, it, it practically is at that point. It's not. I think it's not just. It's not just New York where because no, that's going into the no. It is just New York. In, it is just. Is New it just New York? Yeah, I think they do make that that comment in the second one. Um, um, okay. Again, it's know. been a while since I've actually watched. Like, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely this. go through the, the third one for it, but. It's well, as far as I knew, it was it was just New York. But of course, the guy in the Continental in in Italy gets it. But that could be because he leads a Continental, mm. and he's been you know 
yeah. but again all the homeless people just like looking around at john wick and then i mean it just finishes <laughs> off obviously with him running away um, and yeah. just running with the with the dog with the dog um yeah um <laughs> but it's um it's that film again it's also the, the the number he gives as well he's like one 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 that's like one of those hooks of like who are you really yeah which again <laughs> the third film again annoys me with that but we'll get onto it i think anybody yeah, who's listened it's... to these in order has probably figured out mine and tom's least mm. favorite of these is the third <laughs> which we'll yeah. get onto thus far um, the third one <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm really hopeful on five. I, I'm hopeful I think five great. we'll talk about why we 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 forgive a lot of things in three um, on the next one because there are reasons that it may have happened. There are also reasons that we may forgive certain things around it. So, um, yeah. But obviously, I mean, the, the the I think one of the best lines in this film is at the end when it's just um, both from Ian McShane and from worldwide Kennedy. one hour. Oh, it's actually in the film. Okay, worldwide. It wow. says on the telly type when they're putting it in and it shows name John Wick. It's just as he goes upstairs with the dog. <laughs> it cuts it cuts across to the woman with all the tats typing. Actually, John yeah, Wick. Of course. Distribution of course. worldwide, one hour. Yeah, actually that makes sense because of where he goes in the third one. Um yep. but yeah, there is there is a, a great line at the end where it's just um um tell them tell them whoever it is. Um, however many, I'll kill them. I'll kill them all. Them all. And then just Ian McShane going, of course you will. But it's it's said in that way of like, yep. I'm well aware you're going to kill everyone. Because there's, I think there's a line, and it doesn't give away anything for the third one, but there's a line in the third one that basically says, do you think he'll get out of the mm. city? And it's just like, John Wick against the whole of New York? I say it's about even. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that there's an entire city of assassins just- after you, but you're John Wick. <laughs> There's also one shot of like as he's walking away, like it just shows all the people looking at their phones that, and it just cuts back to a certain person who you didn't realize was actually potentially connected to all this. John Leguizamo. Leguizamo again. Well, I mean, he and must like, be part of it, I suppose, yeah. didn't he? Well, he he had the connection to like the family, but you didn't realize if he had. You didn't a realize he was an assassin. Yeah. To the assassin side of things. Yeah. You know, like, is he just a mechanic for the family, or Mate, well, like, it wouldn't be. Is that a subtle suppose... drop? Or is that like, is I there suppose... potential extra bits for him as background story? Maybe. I suppose also is that it, he may have got into it through John Wick, potentially. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. different. Um, it's again, that's one of the things that I, oh, I've, I've waited for it to come up on my screen specifically to go like, and pause. <laughs> so I can go, ah, yes, because that's one of the things that I, again, that's another one of those characters. It's like, I want the backstory of that. Yeah, I, I want their backstory. I think there, there are so many, and I, I know they've got a, a TV series, The Continental, coming yep. out, and maybe that will answer all of it. Yeah, there does it may be, be, but an awful lot of the idea from what I've read of The Continental is it's not John Wick. John Wick might appear as cameos and like stories and stuff as he stuff happens. But that doesn't mean that the people but it's from these stories. The Continental, yeah, but but I mean that could still mean John Leguizamo, Kevin Nash. Yeah. Um, I, I, really, I know anybody listening or watching, I should know their names. I, I just know the actors' names, so it's easier. Yeah, um, it's... Also, Kieran Nash isn't really an actor. He's just a wrestler. And yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's... I would like to think there's something about it and maybe there's a reference made about them because that I think that's the thing is that you do care about the characters. That's the thing mm. is definitely, um, you know... Um, it's... It's it's such a thing with 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 it in that 
a lot of films you don't necessarily care whereas in this one those little side stories you're like i could watch an entire film about just what that is yeah. what what that that whole background is with that i want to know um and that's really that's really important i think as well um so much as we did with the first one what what is your kind of feeling about this film overall in general again it's another one of, the john wick franchise is one of the things that i really do enjoy and i do like um for the same pretty much the same reasons i said in the first one you know as as someone who's into like the martial arts and fight side of things it it's it's really cool i like the world building and like the subtle just adding small bits here and there that kind of answer stuff but don't <laughs> and the whole like drawing you in even more going and now i want to know about this is like one of the things it's the way it's done however as with most films it's a mm. the sequel doesn't always hit quite as good as the first and i feel some of the things that do happen in this to me kind of knock it down a bit in comparison to the first like i was saying like just just small things like where he's gone from shooting for center mass to just going fuck it headshots to everyone mm. and go and shooting through people and stuff like into crowded places and it's kind of like was that a design choice was that a you know storyline choice was it, it kind of that is one of those small things that kind of like pulled me out of like pulled my it pulled me out of the suspense a bit and kind of like yeah it just things like that and just small bits that propped up here and there and some of it got a little bit fancier looking when it didn't need to as i was pointing out like with the aikido bit of challenge, you go, yeah it's cool they're doing the aikido variant of this this and this or the aiki style variant of this this and this but yeah didn't need to i mean there's a point where he pretty much does a complete 180 while he stood next to a guy and i was like it looked cool as fuck it looked slick for like a cool that's fancy looking but you could have just turned done half a quarter turn it over the guy in the neck <laughs> and it, yeah there's like some of the things it's like yeah it kind of feels almost like again like they might got they've clearly got a bigger budget because of the success of the first one and kind of spent more on and in correctly so in like they spent more on more action more bigger over the top stuff mm. but it kind of feels like it's got more but delivered a little bit less in some aspects to me i don't know if you yeah the same sort of thing like, yeah i mean it's it's not he's not as it's not as slick and tight and well, like you said, I mean, it's it's those things with with the gun again. Yeah, like he's it, doing stuff that isn't isn't necessary. Like it's it's clearly for camera. Whereas in the first one, it it wasn't so much. It was just he was he was doing stuff that was effective. Um, a couple of things for camera, but it was it was more about being yeah. effective. It wasn't about yeah. being here's the camera. It was like we've got to we've just got to do it like that. Um, so that's yeah. There are little things that I feel. I feel that they've like Hollywoodized it a little bit yeah. because the first one wasn't meant to be a hit. The first one was yeah. meant to be like a throwaway. Yeah, like, it's a throwaway. This is my first almost, film. I would like yeah, it almost to be like good. Keanu Reeves was was being being nice to the people that yeah, being you know, a good friend in the Matrix. You know? Yeah, um, and then it's like they've Hollywoodized it a little bit for the second, um, which is up. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Obviously, we try right to audience. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, no. they've got to at some point, and I mean, they haven't ruined it at all. It's no, just, no. It's, it's just I mean, those I, there things. are there are trilogies and you know films that have got quadrilogies and various other things where the second film has been absolutely 
dire and has just ruined yes. everything they've done in the first film. And yeah. thankfully, this is not one of those films that did that. They yeah. they kind of I mean, stuck mostly to their guns and to what they know. Yeah, I think I think what you'd you'd find is that um, if we didn't know about the first film, that the second film would rank really highly because again, there's still a yeah. lot of training that's been in. There's still a lot of good play, and there's still a lot of martial arts being done and action and everything else is still a good story. But it's because of the fact that um, the first one has been done that um, yeah. you don't really pay attention to it um, because yeah. of the fact that that first one has happened. Uh, you can't. You're you're now comparing. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think going back to like going back, just think, just so, yeah, still in my mind thinking about the whole way he's changed his shooting style between films. Kind of, it might actually also be like a character choice in a way, because he didn't want to fucking be there. Like mm. he didn't want to be doing that job. He was retired. He's pissed off. So he's maybe he's just kind of gone, you know, fuck it, I don't give a shit anymore. Maybe that could be a reason for why they decided to change from one style of two. Or again, they might have just had a completely different tactical advisor going, actually, the stuff you did in the first one, forget it, do it like this. It could be any, it could be loads of things, but just small small bits here and there that kind of just made me, yeah, just pulled me out of the immersion for a little bit. That Yeah, I mean, that it is those, it is those, um, it's just those little things. Again, it's, I think it's, it, I mean, we are reviewing it, it's nitpicking from us, but it, yeah. that's, that's the kind of the whole point. But it is, point. That, it is that kind of, um, we need, we are there to hit nitpick it against the second one. And the thing is, when you, whenever you put it against the second one, because not every, not every sequel can be um, Judgment Day. You know, not every yeah, film no. is <laughs> Terminator Judgment Day. Yeah. Every film wants to be, <laughs> every sequel wants to be that, it just can't be. Um, um, yeah, but, I mean, there are very few films I can think of where the second one has been better than that. Yeah, that's the classic example is Judgment Day. Yeah. I can think of very few films that have succeeded on a sequel more than they did on the original. I mean, the only other one I can think of is one that I don't actually like. Um, I don't actually like any of the series, which is Godfather. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not really I don't know where I stand. I, I, I like the Godfather films. I'm just. I don't quite know where I stand on the individual films. I agree agree with Peter Griffin and that really annoys me. Um, I think they they insist upon themselves. I genuinely think that that is a valid point. They are insistent upon, we are this. This is exactly, this is what this, it's so, anyway. Um, Mm. But so, uh, what would you give give this out of 10? Obviously for the first film, you gave the first film an eight to nine. I gave it a seven to eight and we kind of went, it's about an eight. Yep. What would you think of this? This one, I'm again, it's more of a seven, eight for me for this one. It's still good. I still enjoy it, but it's just not quite as up there with the first one. So mm. again, I'm for me, it's, I say seven, eight. I'm, I'm aiming more at the eight here. I mean, it's not as good, but it's still enjoy. It's still enjoyable. I mean, I love watching these things, and you know. I've sat here at various points in time, kind of trying to have gone back and gone, you know, what? I actually really want to watch that guy fall down the stairs again. And <laughs> yeah. And, for, you know, people like me, it's like, you know, who enjoy that kind of stuff and look into that stuff. It's kind of like one of those things of like, you know, what? I like how he did that. And I like that. So some of the stuff I enjoy about these films is how they did things as well. Yeah. Cause it's like relevant to my interests, semi-professionally speaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like, yeah, so I, I look at these, as we said in the first one, so I will look at these films and I point out things like, again, the potentially blatant, obvious wire work in, that first, in the first film where it was like, and that's pulled me out of immersion and now everyone's going to see it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this one there. didn't do that. There was no one big there, moment yeah, there wasn't in this. A, apart from, for me, the only, the only one that was very juttery was that very first um, bit at the beginning when he was getting his car back, when yeah. he swiped someone. That's the only bit where I'm like, okay. Um, the bit that I, no. I remember the bit I was saying about the Corridor Digital one is the one where he falls out of the car is the scene where it's a edit between two shots. And that is, um, in fact, yeah, just go and look up the Corridor Digital guys because they do brilliant stuff on like, you know, stunts and fights and stuff as well. Because how yeah. they, because again, they get professional stunt people in, you know, much people who have, you know, much more knowledge about it than what I do because I'm a bloody amateur sort of level stuff. What I do, really. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's it's still important. I mean, I would say for that film, I'm gonna I would say a solid seven. So the last one I said seven to eight. This one I'm gonna say seven. Yeah. Um, so seven and a half, eight, kind of averaging it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's about that. So, so um, it's still up there. It's still up there. I'd give it a try. Um, Bit of a knock, the first one yeah. you can you can stand alone, but I think you've got to see the first one first. Well, yeah. so. But thank you, everyone. Next time you see us, we will be doing number three, Parabellum. Um, so we will see you mm. next time. Uh, yes. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Tom, for being here, and we'll see yep. you in a couple of weeks' yep. time. Cheers, everyone. Bye.